to call this thing. Ah, I got it. Okay. Incredible, new, fantastic, astonishing, mighty, original, uncanny, sensational podcast. I'm just going to put down infamous. Hello, and thank you for joining the Infamous Podcast. My name is Brandon, or Mutilus on the forums. And I'm Parker. I go by Tweak on the forums. I'm Jeremy, and I don't go by anything. Just me. Just Jeremy. Just Jeremy. Jeremy's new name is Just Jeremy. (laughs) I have nothing to hide, (laughs) criminals. All right. Well, again, thank you for tuning in. Uh, Today is our first episode of the Infamous Podcast. Um, If you are interested, we have a episode zero bonus so that we released um or you can not listen to that if you want that's fine uh so today the first topic we have coming up is news so so the small amount of news we have so far is um bullseye and daredevil's cards were spoiled today um i believe parker's the only one that's read them in full because he likes those characters for some reason <laughs> I did not know this. Uh, first, first little factoid: I, even though I've read so many comic books, I cannot remember knowing Bullseye's actual birth name was is Benjamin Poindexter, and that is like the nerdiest name I can like conjure. It. I think Eugene Poindexter is probably the only thing I could like make it worse. I mean, without going to the DC universe, probably. Yeah, Oswald, so I think Oswald Cobblepot. <laughs> That kid is going to yeah. get tortured. <laughs> yeah. So, so question. Mm-hmm. Is that the most spandex released in one box set? Ooh. Uh, um, nope. Spider- Spider-Man's. Yeah, I think the Spider Spider Bros is probably more. Mm. Yeah, because at least Bullseye and Daredevil have some buckles and belts. Mm. Like I, I said, I, the, and Bullseye has like boots and gloves that aren't spandex, right? So does Daredevil. They're like, his pants are loose. Is his it? pants are loose. Yeah, he has. <laughs> He's wearing Uggs. Whose pants? Yeah. <laughs> Daredevil's He's... pants? Yeah, look at the, the back side of his uh, on his side of his car. On his injured side, it... I don't know. Those look pretty tight. If no, I if the, I wore those below... pants, you'd be like, dude, those pants are tight. <laughs> below the knee, those are combat fatigues. Yeah, the thighs are pretty tight, but you know he's got to keep it. He's got to keep his junk up tight. You know, right? He's, he's got to keep it taut. And... He's got to he's got to get flips and flips and stuff, right? Okay. I don't know. It's still a lot of spandex. Uh, nevertheless, I, my main takeaway from spoilers is I love they made Daredevil a four-point character. I think it's super cool because, um, you know, the Batman-type characters where you're just like a regular dude with a power that doesn't really make you super fast or super strong or super invincible or something like that, um, it might be tempting to make them all, like, two- and three-point characters, all those kind of, like, small fry compared to your Thors and the like. Mm-hmm. But I like that they made him a four-point character and then gave him, like, stuff to make him worth four points. So... Yeah, maybe. Uh, uh, I think that if you're four points and you're not a leader, you need to be, like, reasonably strong. I don't know that I got that from reading, like, skimming his card, but I haven't really spent the time to, to take it in because it just came out today. Um, I mean, he has he has permanent, um, I can do this all day with Radar Sense. So all of his... Well, his, it, I, I did read that part. It doesn't work on Mystic, though. No. So it's not as good as I can do this all day, but... And he has less defense dice. So, I mean, he's not Captain America, which, you know, very yeah. few characters are on that level. But, um, yeah, he, he is certainly not a pushover. 
I feel like he's one of the things actually when I read him as I went uh, like he's almost like a Spider-Man doppelganger. Like if you if you took Daredevil off of the card and you just look at the card, you'd be like, oh, they must have printed another Spider-Man. Like that's kind of like speed long, all defenses threes, five health, four. Uh, you know, he's got a defensive power. He's got a, a wall crawler. You know, he's a lot yeah. of the stuff. A lot of his stuff looks like he's Spider-Man 2.0, which I thought was kind of interesting. I'm not saying it's bad. Well, I was um, going to say the thing noticeably absent from his card is the massive amount of board manipulation that Spider-Man has. Right. Like uh, Spider-Man. Say, Sorry, Jeremy, what'd you say? Um, I was just going to say for a four point character, you have two things you can do, right? Like four point characters need to be beaters of ass or removers from objectives. Mm-hmm. Those in between. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I'm going to be... I, I'm honestly very unimpressed with this card, just skimming over it, but I'm not saying he's bad, but he doesn't appear to do a huge amount of damage, and he also doesn't appear to do a lot of board manipulation. So at four points not being a leader, it seems like he's going to get left out of a lot of lists. Um, he does He has an auto-push, which is pretty cool. Auto-push? Yeah, Devil's Deliverance has Deliverance. a push at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean that's yeah a that's thing. not terrible. It costs five though. It, it, it's area is a, a it's area two. Aoe two, five. yeah, it, it's area two. So it's a huge area, but it is five power. He's speed long, so he can probably get into position to use it. I think he'll be. He he kind of suffers from what you guys were just mentioning, which is the same. When we get to Spider Friends one day, I'll tell you my beef with Spider Man, <laughs> which is. <laughs> I love Spider Man. Spider Man's my favorite character in all the comic books. And so I was a little mad uh, that Spider-Man is a four-point character, and where like what where he is at, like how he can contribute. And I think what it, what how he can contribute, he he does all the things all the Spider friends can do, um, but not quite as well as all of them. We'll talk about that later. Well, I think the key on on Daredevil Peter Parker thing. specifically is that he has potentially like three ways to manipulate the board in one turn. Mm-hmm. And he's speed long. Like those are really powerful mechanics to put together on one person. And I get that making someone expensive because they do one thing really well is kind of rough. But it, I think it's probably fair because I think at three points he'd be unstoppable. Like he'd be in every list. And that that's why that's why he is four points because he's one hundred percent balanced around four points. Mm-hmm. But I think Peter Parker having one more hit point would probably be the sweet spot for me. But which means if we're splitting hairs down to a single hit point, it's probably not that big of a deal. But then you go back to somebody like Daredevil, right? We're talking about him. Mm-hmm. Then if he doesn't do what Peter Parker can do, is it just Devil's Deliverance? So you're just playing him for as a, you know, hopefully he gets five power and bombs out on a group of, you know, enemies. I don't know if that's worth a four point investment. Maybe, maybe, maybe he lives long enough with radar sense and you feel really good about that. But well, so he is. He has one more hit point than Peter, and I haven't done the math on rerolls versus blanks, but five and eight versus three and eight with rerolls, considering skulls, um, it's probably pretty comparable. Does he have any good cards? I haven't looked at any. No, we we don't know. We've only seen their character cards. Ah, uh, uh, so maybe he's got some some good setup cards. Very possibly. And um, he's in. We don't know the Marvel Knights affiliation yet, do we? No. Okay. I'm pretty sure we have not seen Marvel Knights anywhere that I know of. 
So, because as far as I know, Daredevil's not even in a, a faction yet, right? Not yet, unless, he, of course, unless they right. explain. But right now, yeah, I, I don't think I've seen one either, because he's not in Defenders, right? No, he's not. Yeah, that's right. Okay, so I, I would expect him to, there'll probably be something, although who's going to lead Defenders then? Doctor Strange is Defenders. Not, not Defenders, sorry, Marvel Knights. Um, I guess they could do, because I don't know anything about She-Hulk's background. Parker, maybe you can help me here. But um, I know that she's oh. on the recent release schedule. Um, do you know if she has on. anything to do with them? Uh, she's, she's, what they could do with Marvel Knights is kind of make it like Marvel Knights slash New Avengers. And if they did, because if they put, they could wrap up She-Hulk and Luke Cage, Iron Fist. So Luke Cage and Iron Fist could be on the Defenders and on Marvel Knights because they've also been in Marvel Knights series. And if they do that, Luke Cage could actually be Marvel Knights leader because uh, he was kind of the leader of the new Avengers, kind of okay. a street version, literally a street version of the, of the Avengers. Okay. Um, so I, I don't, that's kind of, um, that's kind of like the spider foes or the, or the syndicate, you know, you're just like, yeah. pick somebody like there's, there's been lots of spider foes. There've been lots of bad guys that are affiliated with crime. So pick someone. Okay. So did you guys talk about Bullseye at all? No. Nope. No. I honestly was surprised that he didn't ignore line of sight with his attacks. Mm-hmm. Well, he's not boomerang. He, yeah, but I mean, I again, I don't have a lot of comic book exposure to these guys, but I would assume he'd be able to like ricochet stuff. Like I figure, like trick shots were kind of his thing. Oh, actually, no, that's actually Daredevil. Okay. I just figure if Captain America can do it, then Bullseye should be able to. Um. I can't think of a comic book where he like bounces things off of things. The whole okay. point is he never misses, right? I guess not. It, everything's, you say a, everything's a weapon. When you say bullseye, you mean Benjamin Poindexter? Yeah, I mean Benjamin. <laughs> you're, you're referring to Benjamin? Okay. Benji. Benji the coin. Ben. ben. I cannot wait for the games where people are like shit-talking each other. I don't know if this is a normal practice in other communities, but in the Midwest, around like the Kansas City to like St. Louis area, there's a lot of shit-talking that happens friendly over the table, and it's I can't wait for all the misses he makes, and it's like, good job, Poindexter. Like, it's going to be amazing. <laughs> Way to go, Benny. Yeah. Uh, you can spend one power and never miss, though. So there's that. Yeah, I guess. I mean, that's actually an incredibly good ability. Yes, being, it is. Being able to, like, hey, that guy's at one. I'll just spend a power and he goes away. Like, that's that's so good. Yeah. At range four? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. Uh, and right. the immediately makes an attack, followed by a move action, like hit and run. I think he's actually, I think at three points with five health. Uh, and his ability set, I think he's aggressively costed. I think he's actually very, very good mm-hmm. for his points. Well, this is going to be good because this will be a perfect talking point for later uh, on how how these characters do or do not make it into lists. Mm-hmm. So, uh, last little bit of news um, upcoming on the release schedule for October 9th. Uh, I believe it's been confirmed. We have the Marvel Knights are coming out, so it's going to be um, Bullseye and Daredevil. Kingpin, and um, I'm drawing a blank on the third box. Punisher. Punisher and Taskmaster, that's right. And so, like, the street-level people. Um, And then also, because street-level, we're getting the construction site train set, which I'm super excited for. Um, And also, did you guys see the um, panel to page for Punisher? Yes. I'm so excited. I was really worried that he was just going to be, like, Bucky 2, like, 
it's like just generic throwaway range five assault rifle guy, and he sounds really interesting. So I'm very happy. I just I'm really excited for like Thor and the Asgardians to come up to my Punisher, and I just like strap Simtex <laughs> to his chest and and run away. <laughs> he just explodes. Yeah, <laughs> nice. <laughs> Jeremy, have you read the panel to page? I'm looking for it right now. I don't see it. So the the they basically just talk about vague like talking points of the characters. But the two big talking points we got for Punisher are every time one of his allies are KO'd or dazed, or is it just KO'd? I think it's KO'd or dazed. He gets a vengeance token. And he can spend power, I think it's maybe even zero power, to assign them to an enemy. And once they have the tokens, they stay on them until he attacks them. And when he attacks them, you can spend tokens to add dice to your attack. So tell me who else has vengeance. I saw that recently. Uh, I think it's just him. No, no. Okay. There's so, possibly someone else, but I'm unfamiliar. It might not be a vengeance token. I might oh, just Ghost that. Rider. It's, yeah, Ghost Rider. I think is vengeance stuff. This okay, is, sorry. It's uh, a punishment token. Yeah, yeah. Okay. The Punisher's the Punisher's thing is called the Fallen. Yeah, so I got it. When when friendlies get KO'd or days, you were right. Um, he gains a punishment token to use against foes, and then he. So can. that's kind of a that's a common thing now that they're going to be doing. Not necessarily. It's it's a different token than Ghost Rider. I don't think anyone else has his type of thing. But I know Hella specifically gains soul tokens in a similar manner. So gotcha. and, anyway, the whole point of the ability is that they're talking about how I believe it's you spend one token to get two extra dice on the attack. And so if you put all if he could get up to three and you put all three on one person, he could they say he could potentially roll like ten dice on an attack against somebody, or maybe it's just one extra die. I can't remember. I kind of yeah, skimmed know, through the article. It, it says, um, yeah, it says you can uh, discard between one and three punishment tokens, adding that number of dice. Okay, so yeah, it's one per. So apparently one of his attacks is a seven dice attack or something like yeah, that? Yeah, that's yeah. high, but it's not out of uh, right. the expected range. It's a, it's a sniper rifle attack, so yeah. he could spend all three punishment tokens to get a ten die aim shot attack. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Yeah, and then also he has a countermeasures type effect similar to Rocket Raccoon, where he's got the booby traps, except his is called, um, God, what is it called? Warzone. Warzone. And so if someone ends a move near him within, I believe it's range two of a piece of terrain, he can activate the ability as a reaction, and the terrain explodes, dealing a set amount of damage to that character. Yeah, it's really good. So, yeah. Smith, you get three power. Any terrain feature within four of the Punisher, he uh, makes it explode, detonating, hitting nearby opponents for two damage, and the terrain goes away. Yeah. I like that. That's a whole nother, uh, another way to, to deal with terrain. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. Also and a way to do two damage to like really hard-to-hit characters. I think as an unexpected like counteractive, like if you have a Punisher and you're playing against like Thor or Hulk or somebody, you just run him up near the size 4 terrain. And you're like, I dare you to come over and try and throw it at me because I'm just going to blow it up in your face. <laughs> and so it's a whole <laughs> new counterplay where it's just like, I dare you to stand next to this truck. And there's like, I guess I won't because I'm just going to take two freaking damage for no reason. I think it's going to be really good. And it's just damage, right? Like you can do yeah, that. Yeah, it's flat cap. damage, it's yeah. Just two damage, yeah. Yeah. So it looks like they're adding a lot more auto damage to the game in the next like set of releases. Thank God. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I like all of, the, I love all the street characters. Just like the whole point is like no nonsense, right? Like we don't rely upon luck. We're just like this thing is lethal. That's what it is. It's yeah. Lethal. <laughs> it's a bomb. Yeah. <laughs> we made a bomb. 
All right. So I think that brings us out of news, and so that brings us into our main topic, which is going to be list building today. So we're going to do a basic intro to how we go about building our lists, and we're going to talk about it as a group and see if we can find any good tips to give out or specifically how to um, basically just build a cohesive list. As far as tools for list building, uh, there's two list building um, applications that I'm aware of. One of them is a website. Um, that's called Northern Realms, uh, and it's also uh, GammaWave.tv, it looks like. It's basically just a web-based um, list builder. If you're not familiar with it, you can just search uh, MCP List Builder, and it's uh, one of the first results. The other one is a Android app that's on, the uh, obviously, the, Am- the Android market, but it's posted on Reddit. There's a Reddit post that talks about it. And so if you're interested in getting uh, digital help building your list, you can go to those two resources. Um, so uh, how do you guys basically go about building your list normally? I know usually I start with um, I just want to play a particular faction, so I'll sit down and I'll just pull out all the faction characters pull the ones I want aside and then just try and fill holes that I might come up to it at some point. Um, generally I look for like, I try to combine it because this, you know, we haven't, this, not, this episode is not about scenarios, but it's something you have to think about whenever you're building, mm-hmm. you know, your grouping. Like I, I like to start with uh, like a primary group that I'm going to count on for most like situations. I'm going to pick my scenario pool based on like that point uh, look, but point level. And my favorite thing is to try to disadvantage opponents with my point levels that I've chosen. And, and I know that's like a 50, 50 shot, right? Cause if you, if, uh, if you fail the roll and I guess it's not 50, 50, whatever the chance is. Um, are you talking about the role for priority? Yeah. The role for priority. It is 50, 50. That's right. It would be yes. Cause there's only one role between two people, but yeah, if, if with the, with the 50, 50 shot of getting priority, I know that like my, my game plan that I'm going in with might get shifted. So that's what the other, members of the roster are so i'm i'm like okay i'm gonna play for a 17 point list in uh, of this faction um i'm gonna try to shore up this faction's defenses with a few characters maybe thrown into that 17 points i'm gonna try to get that 17 point scenario if i fail the 50 percent and my opponent picks a different point level well that's what my other that's what the other part of my you know uh, roster is for is is being able to continue to play even if i'm being asked to play at a different point level so that's generally how I attack it is I go to kind of, I look at the points I want to play first for the faction I want to play. Um, and then I work back, you know, work back from that. Okay. Do you find that you're pretty much always trying to build to a specific point total? Yes. Um, and the, and the only reason why, um, the reason why I did that is I felt like, well, first of all, 17 points are so many more 17 points than any others. So mm-hmm. generally speaking, I shoot for 17. Like, that's generally what I start with. And I wonder if that's actually, now that I think about it, I wonder if that's <laughs> actually kind of a throwback to every other game I've ever played. Like, points are the thing that actually limit you in what you're doing. And in this game, when they told me I could take lots of characters and the, the points will just be, you know, constructed while the game is starting, maybe I was just look searching for some place to start. And so that's why I, I looked to the scenarios first and tried to make a game plan around that point level first. But um, that's where I begin anyway, is thinking, okay, okay I'm going to plan for usually 17 points. But I, I, I mentioned because of specifically faction, because I think some factions perform better at slightly below 17, and some factions perform better above 17. So sometimes, depending upon the faction, I'm excited about playing uh, or building my core uh, primary list choice around. 
I may deviate from that 17 points, and therefore also, you know, my, my model choices will differ. Okay. So, Jeremy, what do you think? How do you usually start building a list? Mm. So it's interesting. Um, a lot of people, I think, kind of fall in the Parker category, where you kind of break it down to numbers, and you start thinking about what can you do with um, specific, you know, numbers. You're looking at what guys can I take? What are the best, most efficient routes? Uh, I'll be honest. The first thing I do is I look and see what I have painted. Um, it could be the best model in the world, and it, it, it is not going on the table. Um, the second thing is make sure that there's something that I like that's going to happen, whether it's something I'm going to do to somebody or something that I want to accomplish on the table. Now, that's all aside from you know, do I have models that punch people in the face real hard? Do I have models that can move people off objectives and still win a game? Um, that's kind of a tertiary when it comes to what I'm doing. Um, like I, I just, with the Marvel and all the cool characters and all the stuff, like I'm, I'm jamming stuff in lists all the time just to see what's interesting and see if I can, you know, like I heard it before, it's called like panning for gold kind of deal. Like mm -hmm. sometimes there's a nugget in there that you didn't realize, or it might just be hilarious. But I'm, I'm kind of that player. And then eventually, you know, you play it all a million times and you'll get to the point where you're like, this is what I really love. But this game is so new. Like, it's just, it's all kind of cool for me right now. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I know that usually the first thing I do as part of my list building process is I just go and just lay out all my cards pretty much. I keep them in top layers, so I just lay them out on the table and I just kind of like... I want to play this stuff and you just kind of like grab what you want. And it's like, well, that's all this faction. So here we go. And then kind of yeah, yeah. make it fit. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know if you guys ever do this, but for, but I, you know, my head's always in the Marvel comics. Like I'm always thinking about the comics and I, I love, I love creating lists that are cinematically make sense. So um, for some reason, I just never even think that bad guys are in this game. <laughs> when I build a list, <laughs> that is phenomenal. I'll just be like, that is great. I'll, I'll sit here and go, well, I'm playing spider friends. So clearly I could never pick the green goblin because he would <laughs> never be a spider friend. <laughs> so like the other day I was building a list and I went, man, I really need a three point character that can manipulate dice pretty well. That would go really well in this list, but there are no Avengers with that. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> wait a minute. What about, what about, Oh yeah, Baron Zemo is technically a character in this game, even though he's evil. I suppose he could be in this list. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I, I really struggle to play the bad guys. Uh, I don't, I don't get excited about picking them ever. Um, my, my need for like efficiency and and like list maxim list, uh, list optimization. Sometimes I will look at it, but it's, it's really funny. I, you're talking about like all the characters out on the table. I have a stack of all the good guys and a stack mm -hmm. of all the bad guys and the bad guys are, have like cobwebs and dust on them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I just don't, I just don't I definitely, touch them. I definitely do have to like take a second to consider options outside of my comfort zone sometimes. Cause even though the game's fairly new, there's still a lot of character options. And I think that's only going to get more of an issue as time comes on. Uh, which I think it's going to be really important for us to like start mentally sorting these characters into categories, which is something we might do on the podcast at some point. Um, so specifically, like usually what I'll do is I, I specifically tend to play Avengers a lot because I enjoy having my abilities discounted and I also enjoy frustrating Jeremy. So I play Captain America is like my first add to my list and then I'll go through and it's kind of just like how I'm feeling that day if I want to play like Thor or Hulk. And then if I don't feel like playing either of them, then my list can get real weird. But usually I like playing like one like beat stick kind of character. 
and then a lot of ways to make them work. And then I like filling in holes around that. And so, but yeah, I definitely will get to points where I'm like, there it very well might be possible that Zemo or Crossbones might be the correct option. And I just don't look at them as hard as I do like a Valkyrie or I don't know. What's our good three pointer. Can't even think it was Valkyrie's the answer. Just put Valkyrie in your list. Wasp is a good three pointer. Nope. Just Valkyrie. Drax is a good three pointer. Uh, actually that's probably true. Drax is pretty good. Well, that leads to a whole nother thing. Like picking your list, your local group of people are going to be a huge problem. Yeah. Especially. I would say, I would say specifically if you don't travel to tournaments, but right now very few people are traveling anywhere. So yeah, your local meta is really the answer. It's like, what are you playing against and how do you need to overcome that? If you don't have an answer for, I mean, currently an answer for Captain America or an answer for Hulk, they just walk on you and you're just miserable. So you have to have at least something. I think you're just used to me playing Hulk. Hulk's really bad. Like he's a terrible character. <laughs> you're just you're just angry because of, like that one time I cosmic invigorated Hulk, and you're like, this is the worst game ever. I don't know if you guys have noticed the theme of what Brandon has started to mention so far, but Brandon loves king making in this game. Brandon loves going. Hey, I bet I could make Thor do four things this round. I bet I could do that, and then he does. My my. And my character, my lists always have like one character. It looks like they just came out of a WoW raid, and they've got like the giant shoulders and like every piece of gear you can imagine. There's like eight people standing around, like starving to death. Like, why are you so strong? He's like, shut up! It's like I have to kill everyone myself. And so I always tend to make one character really strong, which is why I've been playing Black Order lately. I was gonna say that's why you get that Black Order. Yeah, I don't even necessarily like playing Thanos. I actually just like killing people with Corvus Glaive. <laughs> He's mean. He's mean. He is really mean. Yeah. Uh, I saw the movie too. Yeah, he's a he's a jerk. <laughs> he actually is a total like wimp in the movie. Like he doesn't do anything. He yes. gets beat up by Captain America. <laughs> in the comic books, he is so badass all the mm. time. He's kind of in the comic books. It's funny. In, they made the Ebony Maw like the 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 voice of Thanos. Like he's the one you you meet at the beginning of the mm-hmm. of uh, the the movie where he's like telling telling everyone in this very calm voice what Thanos's goal is. Um, but in the comic books, Ebony Moss says nothing ever. Like he's always in the background. He's a manipulator. He's like a subtle you know subterfuge kind of guy. He's a m- mental manipulator all, at all times. So the guy doing all the speaking is Corvus Glaive, and Corvus Glaive speaks like a prophet. In the in the comic books, he's like, "Thank, aren't you so glad that Thanos is here murdering all of you?" Like that's <laughs> like that is like he is always he's always like very boisterous and and like a mad kind of uh, prophet. He's has this incredible conviction about everything he says. He's so cool in the comic books. Yeah, it's um, weird that they gave all the good lines to the Maw because I think Corvus yeah. Glaive only speaks like three times in the whole movie. And he screams a whole bunch in pain. Yeah, he's like the, the death throws are 90% of his dialogue. Yeah. Like a gorilla. Uh, That's about uh, it. Uh, curiously, um, Black Dwarf, spot on the comic books. He just yeah. gets pwned constantly. <laughs> like, like yeah. he just In the comic books, he shows up to die all the time. What is it? It's like the Trollblood uh, infantry in War Machine in the books. Like, you turn a page and you're just like, whenever they want to show that something is really powerful, it's just killing, like, hundreds of Trollbloods. And they're like, no one explains why they always pick Trollbloods to die. And it's like, why? It's like, they're the, just like a meat grinder. What's funny is that after reading the comic books and seeing the movie, I thought they were going to make Black Dwarf in the game this total, you know, this total 
uh, a punching bag, mm-hmm. but they actually made him super strong. He's <laughs> really good. Yeah. Uh, one more thing for list building. The thing I thought about with list building is I often do the opposite of, of that, Brandon. I actually try to fit as many characters as I possibly can in the list. Like I was just building a list today that only has three point characters. That's <laughs> where I started. Uh, well, I mean, like you one. can do that. Um, I mean, obviously, it's the opposite of Black Order. Right. Um, I actually think that the the swarm tactic is going to become really popular as soon as we get a couple more like really good two or three point characters out. Because if you can run a list that's like eight characters, I just don't understand how the order of activation advantage would would not just like massively sway one way or the other. Now you would effectively be playing without a faction ability most of the time. Although I guess you could probably squeeze into Guardians, but maybe, I don't know, it'd be pretty close. Uh, it's actually getting really close to being able to squeeze it into Avenger. Like, it, it's Captain yeah, America but four points four point starts swaying it, and there's only the one two-pointer. I don't know, I think here, I'm going to actually... I mean, can't the Wakandans get pretty close? They haven't well, kind there, of heard. There's only four of them. Yeah. You mean just because there's the two cheap ones? Yeah. But there's only two cheap ones. The leader's four points, and the, the fourth guy's four points. Because when you got to remember, though, it's got to be the majority of your list. And oh, so if you're running, like, if you're running seven, you need four. And that's the hard gotcha. part. Well, to be fair, two twos and two fours is the same as four threes, right? It's still like a 12 point. Right. Unit. But the list I'm thinking of is like four twos and three threes or something like that. But but Jeremy's point is correct. Like if you want to run like the faction characters and make it as cheap as possible to put it in faction, I think Wakanda might be that. And it's very annoying. Yeah. Well, but there's they only the happen. one two point Wakandan. Oh, that's right. Shuri is three. I, I yeah. always forget Shuri is three. Um, I don't know why I forget. Shuri Which is, is the only reason I'm saying that you might look at uh, the Guardians is because they have lots of th- or they have two really good three-point characters and a good two-point character. And so you're three who's, characters in... Sorry, what'd you say? Who's the other... Are you saying Groot is the really good one or or Star-Lord? Oh, no, sorry. Uh, it's Star-Lord, Drax, and um, and then it's uh, Rocket and uh, Nebula. So you're actually... Sorry, yeah. that's four characters in and you're only at ten points. Yeah. And so you still got right. seven. And then you can throw in, like, Okoye Black Widow... And you can throw in who else? Is there another two pointer that I'm forgetting? I don't think so. I think there's only the three right now. Am I really? Yeah, drawing, that's it. Am I really drawing a blank on characters? I thought there was one more. No, there are four. There's only four two point characters right now. Okay, so you end up with all four two point characters, and then you know Valkyrie or whoever you want, Crossbones, all the because you already have Drax who hits pretty hard. Nebula doesn't hit hard, but she hits really hard for her weight class. Um, and then Drax is uh, strong. Star-Lord's okay. Rocket hits incredibly hard for his point cost. So I think you could actually like hang with most people, and you just have more attacks than they do. I'm worried that that's going to become a strategy. I it, I, it definitely hasn't yet in our meta. but And I don't know. Maybe you'll get to the point, because I think a list like that would crumble to Black Order because they all have damage reduction. And so you're having to hit them 10 or 12 times to actually force them down. And the whole time they're like dazing you with every attack. Yeah. So, so it might be that Black Order just prevented that from happening, but I'm, I'm still worried about it. Uh, it's also like you can, like if you're, if you're considering 
like what we're talking about right now is like trying to make a list that's really strong against like a, a meta and if if you make a list and it's really good against everything but punts to one part of the game that that's probably a really good version of the game of the list right like You've probably done a really good job in list building if you've made a list that does well against everything except this one faction of the five or six in the game right now. Well, then, then yeah, it's probably doing well. Jeremy, do you have anything to add? No. No, I... <laughs> not to that. Also, here's the thing about Black Order versus um, Swarm Factions. When If a Swarm Faction gets a low scenario point scenario... Talking about like the scenario thing, like swarm swarmy factions like guardians love little points because they're going to be more efficient than something like black order at little points. Because if you get stuck with a sixteen point scenario in black order, you are like, <laughs> you could take Thanos and two other guys. That's about it. But I mean, honestly, do you kill any of their characters though? Because you got to remember, black order gets an extra victory point for every character they kill. But if, like we were just saying, if if Drax and Rocket and Nebula get to attack and they and they sh- they should i guess unless i mean there's three well, characters so basically characters, the, so the maybe... reason that black order specifically is really harsh on this tactic is because they also have proxima and corvus which get to double activate every turn and so they can just pass until you're down to three characters actually no two characters then they activate thanos and proxima and corvus in two activations and they keep the priority and so you only, it, they're only going to be forced to move into you at the end of that turn, and they'll probably daze three people. Uh, at least if they're all these cheap characters. Like, I just threw a list together. It's Star-Lord, Drax, Nebula, Rocket, Black Widow, Okoye, Valkyrie. And so that's 17, which just seems impossible in my brain, but it is 17. Uh, so you get seven, seven characters at 17 points. Um yeah, which is but which is you're probably playing against three for Black Order if it's a kitted out Thanos. You can play against uh, the four lieutenants without Thanos at seventeen, or it's basically Thanos and no stones at seventeen, um, which is not as impressive. But I honestly don't think you'd really ever kill Thanos. You might win on scenario, but I don't think Thanos would die in that in that game because it's just kill Valkyrie and Drax, and then you basically are never going to kill Thanos. But yeah, I don't know. I, I'd, I'd be interested to just watch that game. Oh, well, I think we kind of got into a little weird spot here. <laughs> I don't went think... Down a rap, yeah, we went a little bit down a me. tangent here, but it's, I think it's <laughs> no, an interesting I point. A, I, don't, I, think it's, I, I don't think it's so much a tangent as it is like uh, when you're talking about list building, right? If, you're, mm-hmm. if you really like king making, then, then there are factions for that. And if you really like swarm playing, then there are factions for that. But in this game currently, the, it's really clear... Um, that there are some rock paper scissors going on, right? You're gonna, you, you if you lean really hard into something, you're going to, uh, you you shouldn't expect to just win because you have more models or because you have a king. Like mm-hmm. that's yeah. not an expectation you should have. Um, I think there's so many things going on. I, I really hope that you don't see, you know, twelve models on the table on your on its side. Oh well, that's that's not going to happen because you only have ten characters. <laughs> True enough, but you know what I mean. Like right, I, but I mean, even if there stuff, was if yeah. there was ten two point characters you played out of faction and you got to choose the twenty point scenario, you then get to play ten characters. That's the pipe dream right now, and the the only worry I have is that those ten characters are actually good. 
individually. And so I think when they make a two-point character, like I thought Blackwood, it was the perfect design space for two-point character, which was is mobile, is defensive, almost no offense, right? It's all counterplay. It's all scenario play. Like they, they've completely cut one aspect of the game off of the character. And then on Rocket, they just got rid of the defense, which is, you know, scary on both sides because he hits, I think, too hard for two points. Like, I don't think there's any justification for a two-point character having his damage output, but he is <laughs> yeah. literally made of paper. And so I get the argument, and positioning is really important, but I think it, the only thing I I see happening with him is you'll get some negative play experiences in, like, newer games because one of the players won't understand how to dig him out and then they'll get completely destroyed, or they'll play with him not knowing how to protect him, and he'll just get destroyed. And then so they'll never actually get to do anything, or they'll always get destroyed by him. And so that's that's kind of when those extremely one-sided characters show up like that, it makes me a little worried. So when you're list building, do you think everybody... So are you playing for polarized characters? Or like, are you... Uh, I guess, when I'm list building, I'm generally thinking uh, about... When I'm list building, I often think, okay, like, which one of my characters am I going to be able to send into the fray? Because there's going to be a fray sometime during the game, right? There's going to be a scenario point that I'm going to have to send these into where my opponents are going to also be. So one of my characters is going to have to stand up and do that. But there's also likely a scenario point where it's in the back of the map. And then if I don't have a character that can contribute in some way from range 5, then I'm not going to be able to... That character's, you know, functionally dead points, or rather just a point that's that's you know cashing in, uh, you know the slot machine for a, a, a objective point every turn. So like I guess the thing I don't like about Rocket, if there is something I don't like about Rocket, is the same thing I don't like about Shuri. And Shuri has one more point, so it's a little bit different argument. But it, they are great characters for just I'm going to sit here on this objective way back here. Um, I have no business also winning the game while I'm doing this, but I'm going to do that also. Mm-hmm. I'm going to. I'm going to reach across the table and win the game while I'm also doing my job of standing on this objective point. Yeah, I think it's important for your list to have probably one, or at least your roster anyway, of ten characters. Probably to have two characters that are good at just occupying a back objective while still contributing. I think Red Skull is maybe even the best at that, just because he supports the game while not actually being involved. And so, like, Bucky, Rocket, um, Shuri are all great characters for that. Iron Man's not bad at it. He doesn't quite have the full range, but if you put Iron Man back on one of your objectives, you can pretty much be certain that it's going to be your objective pretty much to the end of the game. Yeah, I found that Loki could do some of that stuff too because he would just dodge out of the way and go land back on something. He'd kind of play that middle ground and then escape backwards to things. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, I think we're ready to transition to the next part, which is how many factions do you guys usually include in your list? Do you usually try and just make a single faction, or do you try and do like a pivot faction where you can bring multiple uh, agendas out of one list? I, I, this is like, this question is one of like my biggest, like, what's the way to put it? I really, really desire pivot lists i love the idea of being able to go well this is an avengers and a guardians list or this is a spider friends and a wakandan list like i love the idea of bringing that group of 10 models and being able to choose at the start of the game um 
I love that. But every time I try to do it, every time I try to do it, it doesn't work. <laughs> it doesn't work. And I'm like, ah, this doesn't work. I don't. I, and so I, it, it, I feel like it's, it's, I always, I look at the, I look at the dual list, like the dual, like, like a hybrid list or rather this, I, what we call it, like a, like a switch list where it can switch back and forth. I look at that list and then I compare it to just spider friends with good models for spider friends. Just good add-in models, like good mercenaries. <laughs> yeah. And then I go, oh, okay, well, obviously this one just that's with spider friends and also good people that could play in spider friends. Like, that's the one I should go with. Because when I try to do two things at once, I'm doing neither very well. I'm tr- but maybe I'm wrong and, and somebody will tell me, nah, I did it. It's this. It's Cabal. It has to be Cabal. And I just didn't think about that because they're all bad guys and I never <laughs> even think about playing Cabal. So, Parker, what you're saying is don't half-ass two things, whole-ass one thing. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You, you, wisdom. Yeah. Wisdom. Uh, Jeremy, what's your opinion on the uh, dual faction list? So ideally, I, I'm I'm with Parker on it. I I would I'd love to sit down and, and imagine a world where I'll put it together and all the points line up exactly right, and I can do it. But what generally happens is I'll build it. It'll seem exactly right, and then my brain will go in a hundred directions because I think you know what, I kind of want to throw that guy real far. So then I'll switch out a model or two, not paying attention, not paying attention to what I'm actually doing. I look, oops, I say, took out my leader. Yep. And then all of a sudden I'll say, I'm ready to play. I line up my characters. I pull out my cards and I can only make one list. It has nothing to do. I don't even have a Wakandan for my yeah, Wakandan cards. Like, all right. I'm playing, deck. I'm playing Kimball. You can tell because I have Cosmic Invigoration and Dark Rain. And wait, where's Red Skull? And you look over to your bottle tray and you're like, no. Yeah. And, and I mean, you know, this is real. This mm-hmm. happens. Like yeah. that's, that's just my train of thought. I'm like, oh, wait, I do want to throw that guy or that guy's gun seems awesome. So I'm going to put him in and take that guy out. And then by the time I'm playing and I've got all my cards lined up, <laughs> I'm like, well, I guess I'm playing this list. <laughs> I can't remember yeah. who I was playing, but it was very early on in the game's release. I think it was like December ish last year. And one of my opponents was like had their models and like the, had their things on the tray. I, I'm not going to throw Jeremy under the bus and say it was him because I'm not sure it was. But they're like, all right, I'm playing Avengers. And I look over at those. I'm like, where's Cap? And he goes, oh, I guess I don't have Cap in here. And I'm like, are you sure that's your 10 models? Do you want to switch anything? out? He's like, no, this is what I picked. I was like, please pick something else. Like, like I don't want to play against a no faction list. No, I was, I'm it's probably... I don't know. It it might not have been you, so I'm not going to claim it was you, because I don't truly remember. The game just wasn't that memorable. (laughs) I'm I'm certain that what I'm talking about, one of them was Wakanda, and I didn't have Black Panther in my list. So that was the the biggest one. So I was like, oh, I guess I'll just do Avengers. (laughs) So what you guys are saying is that the dual faction list is a lot like the Tricorn, which is the Triceratops unicorn that doesn't exist. It may not. How how could a tricorn, if it's a triceratops unicorn, it'd be a quadricorn. That is the only way to count. You can't, like... Parker, it's my made-up creature. I can call it whatever the fuck I want to. Or or it'd be be a tertiaratops. (laughs) Or what about a unitops? So what do you do? Do you do you try for the double list? Um, I usually don't, but I think the key is the dual faction characters, for sure. And so if you're going to play a dual faction list, 
I think you have to play dual faction characters. So what I recommend to Richard back when he was kind of first getting into the game is Wakanda is a perfect like segue faction for two reasons. They have multiple very useful mercenary characters in Okoye and Shuri. They work perfectly in any list. Both characters have complete functionality and don't give a shit what faction they're being played in. They're both also cheap. They also have two characters that are faction useful in multiple other factions in Black Panther and um, Killmonger. And so you basically are going to pivot into either Avengers or Cabal, and you're going to always take the Black Panther or the Killmonger character to help round out the numbers. And so if you're doing Cabal, you know it's obviously going to be Red Skull, probably like a Modoc, and then a Killmonger, which is going to put you at three, and it also puts you at 15 points. And so you're basically just going to be squeezing in one or two more characters. And so you could even drop Modoc for like someone else if you needed to. Um, so if you wanted to throw in um, like a Zemo and then throw in a couple Wakandans if you wanted, or even other mercenaries. And so it, it transitions really well to others, which is not something that a lot of other factions do at the moment. But as we're seeing releases come out, that's starting to become a lot more common practice. So I think the dual faction list, at least in tournament play, is going to be pretty common f- going forward. I, I think the I think specifically some factions feel like the hybrid faction or the factions that, that feel like they can be hybridized. I think Wakanda definitely fits that bill because of like all, all the things you just mentioned. Furthermore, even their cards, right? Like their cards, a lot of their cards just require like a single character mm-hmm. to be present. Not like, it's not like all Black Panther, I'm sorry, not all, Walt, not all Wakandan characters need to be there to benefit from it. So um, that's one of like the problems with the Black Order. The Black Order feels like it they, they don't want to be hybridized because so many of their awesome effects are just Black Order models. So even if you throw two Black Order models in with something else, it feels like you're losing a lot of their awesome, some of the coolest stuff. But Wakandans are not like that. Uh, so many of their great effects, uh, whether they be cards or character powers, are just kind of generically great. Jeremy. I was actually trying to find if there was another faction right now that feels as good like, as that was kind of. I was staring at them all, and I don't really see it except maybe. Nah, nope. I, I was going to say Web Warriors for two seconds, and I was like, nah, take it back. I don't. I always, I, I always felt like Wakandans were great, but I wanted some random dude to be like, oh, he's also Wakandan. You know, <laughs> oh. fit in there, you know, yeah. and it just doesn't seem like there isn't any. But I mean, just, unfortunately, oh. due to current events, I think it's uh, unfortunately probably not going to happen anytime soon because I can only imagine the Black Panther two movie is going to be heavily delayed if it ever comes out. Yeah, um, yeah. You just want—I I just wanted a, a few more. Yeah, uh, and it's possible. I mean, like, there's multiple people in that universe that are you know integral characters in the society. There's also a lot of people that deal with them. Um, so going forward, like who knows, we could see all kinds of stuff come up for for them. But I, yeah, I think the Wakandans at least are probably relegated to their current releases for the time being. Yeah. Uh, but that doesn't mean that there's not other factions that are going to be really good at cross factioning. Um, so like if you look at uh, Asgardians is another great example. It may be even better than Wakandans because they also have two integral characters that transition into other factions with Loki and Thor. And Valkyrie is obviously an easy drop in any list if you have three points. And Angela. Angela is a cross-faction <laughs> character as well. Angela. <laughs> Angela. If you like ribbons and knives, I guess. 
but I do. I finally got the ability to talk about Angela, the podcast. I did it. Mm-hmm. All I want to talk about is Angela, FYI. Listeners, one day, we're just going to talk about Angela. Just me and you. We'll sit down. You'll just sit and you'll hear the sultry butter of you, Angela. You realize, though, that Angela doesn't cross faction into Cabal or Avengers, though, right? No, she cross factions into the Asgardians. She's the she's the actual <laughs> to the Asgardians. The um, is she in the most factions? She's only in Guardians and Asgardian, right? Yeah. Don't I don't want to I don't want to tell tales at us. She's not yeah, Defenders, sure. is she? No, no, she's not. Okay, yeah, I'm checking now. She's not. Okay, no, but mm. she is awesome. <laughs> You have, you have who, let, who let Parker talk about this? Yeah. How did we open the <laughs> New door? topic. New topic. God. Oh, Where? I'll actually say this. Uh, this is actually on topic. On topic. It's the only thing I'll say about Angela on topic. <laughs> He's one doing it things, again. No, no. And, and speaking of Angela and Enchantress, I'll talk about both of them. Uh, one of the things I really am excited about in this game is we're, we're starting to see um, new factions uh, have come out. And it's, that's kind of what it's been for the whole release of, of the game so far is the new faction parade. And so it's made the factions kind of had to find walls. But now that we know factions are expanding like one character at a time, and some of those are dual factions, um, it'll allow us to redefine what we like about list building as the game gets bigger. Because it won't just be, all right, here's the, um, you know, uh, Guardians. This is the only Guardians you'll ever see. That's it. Well, now we know that all of a sudden, well, now the Avengers have Ant-Man and the Wasp. So mm-hmm. if you like this kind of play, well, you get to play with this now and still play Avengers. Um, it changes their uh, list-building stuff. If you fell in love with a faction, but or if you didn't like the faction for some reason, but then a character comes out and, and helps you acquire affection for a faction. So, Yeah. Uh, I mean, certainly the I like the way they've been doing recent releases where they're kind of touching on a couple small things at once, and but they're doing a lot of new factions and moving current released characters into new factions that they weren't into before by releasing new factions. And so, like, there's a huge amount of carryover between, like, Spider-Foes and the Criminal Syndicate that was recently spoiled because of Kingpin. Um, there's a bunch of carryover between Avengers and Defenders, and I assume there will be carryover between Defenders and Marvel Knights if Marvel Knights comes out. But being that Iron Fist, Luke, and Daredevil are all in Defenders right now, it probably won't happen soon. Um, if it does. Uh, Daredevil's, not, Daredevil's not in Defenders. Daredevil is in Defenders. He is? He is. I feel like you should know this as the only Daredevil fan on the planet. He is 100% not in Defenders. No. Parker, he is in Defenders. I'm looking at the Defenders card. You know what you should be looking at? The up-to-date PDF on their website. Dang it. (laughs) Got him! By that up-to-date PDF again. Every time... Can I direct your your attention to the internet, please? Ah, darn it. Every time time this happens to me, I... I, Actually, hey, here. here, We're talking about list building. Um, just like ignore cards that come in boxes because, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that is semi annoying, but I do appreciate the fact that they're making these changes. Cause just imagine if like Dr. Strange, Ant-Man, Wasp and Thor weren't in Avengers, like how upset would you be? Like, I, I get it. And I'm really happy that Hawkeye is in the Avengers because they Parker, you would have to live with Angela not being in the Asgardians. Hey, hey, you take that back. You take it back. I will take, take it back. back. <laughs> so let me let me ask this. Is it just me or is it like blowing your mind the number of models that are coming out for this game? Just like pouring out. It seems like a lot. But if you think about it, the, the game's been out, I think, a lot longer than people realize because of the whole shutdown situation. Like the yeah. game is a year old. Like in a month, like it's eleven months old. 
How many models were out for, you know, like infinity after 11 months? Like I th- it is, a, it does feel like a uh-huh. lot, but I think a lot of people are under the impression that you need to own everything. And that's quickly becoming not the case because like, like we were just talking about here, like a perfect entry point could be like, maybe you just buy as guardians and some cabal models because you have Loki. Like you don't need to necessarily own all of the game. And even if you did, there's like, I've counted it up as of today, which is uh, late September after Doctor Strange comes out, we're going to be at 30 releases that aren't terrain, which sounds like a lot, but realistically, I don't think it is that many. But each, each individual model and how it's like incorporated into the game and the complexity of all of it, like it, it's just a lot. Mm-hmm. No, it certainly is. But I mean, I know there's been games before that we've played. Like we, we played Monster Apocalypse for a while and it felt like there weren't enough releases. And then instantly there was way too many. Like it was, it was off-putting how many releases there were. Okay. It started, it was like a geyser. Yeah, I know. It's like, like, I I just immediately, there was three times as much as we wanted because for the first six months, we were like, man, we need more stuff. And then we got to the point where it's like, all right, that's enough. And it just never stopped. And it was just like raining releases. It's like, I, there's no point to have half this stuff. It's all the same stuff, just re released. And so that's one of the things I really like about the game is every model, with very few exceptions, feels well-designed and feels like there's actually a purpose to them. And part of it is that there's obviously this long-running backstory for each of the characters. But also, like, Bullseye, even though he's a fairly throwaway villain in most storylines, is actually, like, interesting and has specific things that he does that other people don't do. Uh, I think they did a good job. Throwaway villain? Oh my god, Throwing I'm not going to argue with you over fucking Daredevil oh, and no. Bullseye. What did you do? What did you do? All right, Parker, pick one. Bullseye or Angela? Wait, what? Between what? Just pick one. You you only get to keep one. Bullseye or oh, Angela? I, uh, two Angelas. All right, so you're choosing to throw away Bullseye. I just want to make sure I hear you correctly. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm glad we can move well, past the throwaway Bullseye comment. <laughs> I was going to say, throw away Bullseye. Throw him away. I... I uh, I think that in terms of like how fast the game is expanding, the only thing that's becoming untenable for me right now is actually, strangely, the, the cards that come in the packs, like the characters I'm actually tr- keeping track of. Mm-hmm. But but sometimes I have to go back and go, how could I? Uh, the, the, what could I even? There's so many cards in this game now, it's starting to become... Yeah, I like I that there's remember. a lot of cards, but it does feel... I liked it. It does feel like a little bit that there's kind of like the power creep almost with cards because there's there's enough cards at this point where there's very specific categories like I want to be able to heal people I want to be able to heal myself I want to be able to increase damage without help I want to be able to increase damage with help and so there's like a lot of different small categories and there's almost always a correct answer but I think the reason and a, a good justification for how many cards are is if you don't buy everything, you still end up with enough cards to fill out uses that you need in your list. Yeah, that and that's exactly what I was going to say that I, I like about this game is as a as a person who comes from games like X-Wing, oh uh, the old X-Wing model of, of their, their business model was you had to buy basically oh. every single pack sometimes. In, Do you in play Imperials? We'll get ready to buy three scum ships to get your auto yeah. thrusters because those right, are twenty dollars right. each, and you're like, oh, yeah. okay. So you're you're basically paying like a sixty dollar task uh, tax to to play the ship you want in a totally different faction. In this game, uh, there are so many cards that uh, 
I have never felt, even at the very beginning of the game, when I just had the basic box and the Wakandans, I did not feel like I didn't have quality things to do. And I also, even when I knew what the other cards in the other boxes did, I wasn't looking at them with envy or going like, man, how am I going to find you know, 60 bucks to shell out for, for this model or, or this thing? I, I didn't feel like I had to do that because there's plenty to be had in the box that I came with. However, since I abandoned that strategy and just started buying everything, <laughs> now <laughs> I have so many cards. <laughs> okay, so I think we're ready for a small exercise I'd like to try. Let's build a two-faction list together. Okay. And so, Jeremy, which faction do you think would be the best main faction? As Guardians. Assuming that we're going to build in another faction. As Guardians. Yep. Okay. So obviously, as as guardians, we're going to take Thor because he's the leader. Of the oh faction. yes, and he's also really good. Uh, obviously, oh taking God, obviously taking Loki in my opinion because this, we can cut the, him later if we need to. But this opens up our options for the most potential expansion. Angel's not out yet, uh, so ah, we're throwing why out. Not? We're throwing in Valkyrie. Uh, and then I'm going to go ahead and put in Hela, even though I don't think she's the best for a dual faction list. I think she's fine in Asgardians, but I don't think I would include her in a dual faction list. I agree. She's kind of janky and kind of But we'll just, we'll just cut her if we end up with extra space, um, or if we end up with not having enough space. Okay, so now, Parker and Jeremy, what's the best pivot faction for having Asgardians starting? Obviously, it should either be Asgardians, or sorry, Avengers or Ball. You think Avengers? I would actually, it depends upon, because hmm, Cabal is all about, like, Cabal is all, a great faction for king making and for, you know, piling on. Mm-hmm. And as as Guardians in general, like, most of their models are, like, individually really strong. Okay. Like, getting extra power every turn and just, like, they're generally good independent models. They don't have a lot of synergy and cohesion. So, um, how about this? I think I have a good way to try and break the tie here. So, how about we say... Who helps their faction more, Thor or Loki? Is Thor better in Avengers, or is Loki better in Cabal? And we can we can try and decide that by talking about what Cabal does, which I think specifically, like you said, it's a lot of ruthless aggression aggression piling on. So like you know, Killmonger, um, Modok, Crossbones, like they're all very heavily like I'm just going to annihilate you and worry about it later. And so Loki, I think, adds a good amount of control and defense to that with all of disruption, his, his disruption. Yeah. That's yeah. a good, that's a good way to put that. He's a very board controlling type of character without actually moving people around a lot, but you can also bring the mind stone to even do that. And you could also, I think he can take the space stone. Can he? I'm pretty sure he can. I'm going to double check, but I'm pretty sure Loki God of mischief can take the yes, mind space. and the space stone. Yeah. I just wanted to be sure. So you could take the Space Stone and then potentially have two ports between Red Skull and Loki. That seems a little redundant, but you could do it. Uh, and then flip side, going to Thor, um, do you need Thor in Avengers, or is he just like uh, a win-more type model? Bueller? Mm. I will say that he's certainly a lot more appealing when you don't have to spend three to do his for Asgard ability. Or Strongest Avenger. Yeah, like it, making his abilities cheaper, I can tell you from playing Thor a lot, the only thing that slows Thor down is running out of power because he hits hard enough on his own and, you know, he obviously has flight and everything. Uh, the problem, the thing is, Avengers already has, I mean, hard well, hitters. I guess, 
They actually uh, don't no, for the most part. No, Hulk they really is... don't. I, I, was, I, was, I was about to say they do, but you have to basically buy Hulk, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's, I guess, kind of Captain Marvel if she's already got a bunch of power. Yeah, but it takes a while to get that train moving. Yeah. So really, hmm. So what would Cabal add to the mix? I mean, why would you why would you add Cabal? So the reason you do Cabal over Avengers is like we just talked about is that you want to play Cabal while also having good um, disruption effects in your list, which Loki brings really well. So basically, but then on the flip side, like they both answer the the biggest weakness of their faction, which so we're kind of in a weird spot because they're both really good at fixing the holes. I will say that Avengers doesn't like spending five points on characters because they have a lot of really good three-point characters mm-hmm. or even a two-point character. Uh, but they, their characters do tend to get pretty expensive, so they don't like spending five points on them. But Thor is really good. Uh, uh, here's, here's an interesting question that happens a lot whenever I'm thinking about hybrid uh, factions. What situation am I playing as Guardians <laughs> that, I'm not, that, that I wouldn't switch over to Cabal, right? So, like, I... I, I I sit, see the scenario or I see my opponent and I go, man, I really need to switch to Asgardians because my my Cabal list with Loki is going to be weak. It's going to be a disadvantage. And that's one of the things I don't like about Asgardians is I feel like Asgardians are like a space marine kind of faction. They're just like, I put them down and they'll generally do well all mm. the time. I can expect them to do okay because they're well, slightly more expensive and they get slightly more power and they're slightly tougher and they hit slightly harder. Um, well, I think you're also underestimating how good the Asgardians can be in a faction where you don't have to spend as much to play your abilities because I think that there's a really important balance written into their abilities that they expect you to be having to pay for them, which is why you get the two power each. But when you can then discount them on top of that, then it can get really powerful. So I think that's nice. And I also think between Loki and Thor, Loki's not going to get as much of an advantage in Cabal as Thor will get in Avengers. And so the faction Avengers helps Thor more than Cabal helps Loki because Loki doesn't do that much damage. That's true. And so I think just for that reason, just for sake of uh, mental exercise here, let's go into Avengers and then we'll we'll do maybe By the ball and uh, another exercise. For the record, I believe I heard Jeremy say before we started this whole diatribe, Avengers, and he was right. Just just for the record. I mean, just maybe. I mean, I can tell you that I have played this list versus Jeremy, and it was pretty good. So, well, I've done it too. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. Sure, you have. Sure. So, uh, no, but uh, uh, specifically, I think something a lot of people don't think about is still taking Thor and Loki together in Avengers. Which is how I generally play it. Right. I think I think once you've tried it, it tends to be pretty commonplace. But I think a lot of people don't think about it because you only think about bringing in the faction character. But it's, you know what it is? What? People need Captain America for Avengers, and I hate Captain America, so I fight it. <laughs> yeah. I fight it. I fight it. I just assume you went home and just threw your Captain America into the fireplace. Like, you're just like, fuck this guy. <laughs> this guy's an asshole. I, I keep him in my glove compartment just in case. For the, uh, keep the other one. So, so I mean, to the audience, just so you guys know, Jeremy hates Captain America because of Brandon's particular him. Captain America. Yeah. I can't Not count. Much. I can't count how many games he's won for me by just standing in the middle of the table. Like, what are you doing? And he's like, I hate you. <laughs> okay. So I'm throwing in Black Widow because obvious having a faction two point character is just too valuable when building lists at different point totals. 
Um, it's pretty obvious, I think. Um, so moving on to three-point characters in Avengers. Uh, any opinions, guys? I like Hawkeye over Iron Man now. That's my, my personal opinion. Okay. But um, depending upon what you want to... If you, if you know you're going to play Black Widow, I don't think you need Wasp. But if you want to upgrade Black Widow, I think Wasp is a really good choice as well. She's got a lot of similarities, but um, she's a little bit more versatile in the stuff that she can do. She definitely hits a lot harder. Hmm. Um, okay. I do like Hawkeye as well. His uh, that reflex ability is kind of ridiculous. Okay. He 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 does. I think he actually performs the the role we were talking about earlier. Just like standing in the back on an objective, contributing more than he probably should. I think he does that very well. Okay. So currently, our roster includes Thor, Loki, Valkyrie, Hela. Captain America, Black Widow, and Hawkeye, which is means we still have three character slots left. Just looking at initial projections, a 15-point list, we have Captain America, Thor, Loki, Black Widow. Uh, if we want to move up to 16 points, we draw Black Widow for Hawkeye, which I think is a pretty comparable swap. Um, going up to 17, we basically have the option to bring it Black Widow back in and throw in another two-point character, like uh, we could find a Rocket or an Okoye, but since we already have Bodyguard, we'd probably be looking for something else, like maybe, I might say Nebula, but I don't think she'd be that great because we'd really be mainly wanting her for objectives, because we already have, I think, plenty of aggression. Actually, now that I look at the list, it's pretty much just Thor, so actually Nebula might be a good drop at 17. Are you talking about the last two points? Because with Black Widow, it's two points? Yes. So if we drop Hawkeye out of the list to, to try and keep our core three characters of Thor, Loki, and Cap. Now, don't get me wrong, we could drop Loki, and that opens up a lot of options. But I think I think bringing Loki and Thor together is actually pretty good, especially in Avengers. Avengers is already like a kind of... Uh, like, a, like, a, like a dig-in kind of faction. They like to dig in and, in place and... And you know, avoid uh, be much more tenacious than the other factions. They do a really good job with that. And Loki is good at that by himself. That Avengers kind of brings him up to eleven, I think, mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. What do you think about including Rocket? Because we have bodyguard off of Captain America. <laughs> that might um, be fun. I seem. I feel like Jeremy really likes this idea, and Parker doesn't give a shit about this idea. I. I don't. I, is it because he's out of faction? Like, what's bothering you? No. Uh, I think he's just going to die like water, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Cap, maybe Cap always saves his life. Well, you have to remember, though, you have Loki, Thor in your face, and then Captain America is either also in your face or protecting Rocket. So, And you got to remember, he's not going to die from one attack. He's just going to get dazed, so he's going to get a couple of attacks off. He's not going to be as prolonged harassment as Hawkeye would be, but he's also cheaper and has higher burst damage. You just, have a two point, you just have a two-point spot left. Is that what you're looking at? Um, at 17 points, the option is basically one four-point character or two two-point characters. So I'm looking at a second two-point option. Gotcha. And so we could, like, drop Black Widow and Rocket and throw in, like, Vision. Vision's a good four-point character, I think. Did you take a stone on Loki, by chance? I did not yet. Ah. Um, do you think we okay. should? Because then we can just stick with Hawkeye and throw in, I do. Throw in the Mind I Stone. Do. Yep. Yeah, I do. He power control effect in Avengers. Yes. Okay. Also more, also more power for Loki. So he's uh, between Avengers ability and the the mm-hmm. his Guardian. He's constantly 
able to duck and die. Yeah, because he's generating three, effectively four, because of the discount. Because he's always going to use a power every turn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. I really like the stone. I, okay, I, I like that. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. So we'll do Thor, Loki, Cap, and Hawkeye at 17, including the Mind Stone on Loki. So going up to 18, now we're in the same spot where we can we're basically breaking up uh, Hawkeye into a, a four or two twos. Um. So basically, the question is now: Do we want to add in a four-point character or a two-point character? So, um, my two-point vote is Rocket. My four-point vote is Vision, probably. Um, but we don't have to stay in faction because we've got Cap. Actually, we've only got Cap and Thor if we cut Hawkeye. So it depends. Hold on. on. Are we trying? Are you? Are you just trying to get up to eighteen points? Yeah. No, I'm just. I like to build. I like to look at all my options at all the points. I like to have a plan for every possible point total in a list. And so that way I'm not at the table going, oh, wow, I never thought of this. And so I can't take the options I wanted. Mm-hmm. And I think it's Did a good way, because I- instead of just sliding in random characters that look good at the last couple spots, I think it's good to have point totals planned out. So instead of Jeremy's way is what you're saying. Which is add characters. Add characters that look cool. <laughs> add characters, then remove characters at random. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> with all respect, consent. Jeremy's... Perhaps, perhaps that does define precisely what I do a lot. Correct. To be fair, when Jeremy's like, I only play with painted models, it's generally all the models still. It's just that he it likes is. to point it out is. that he has all of them painted. He has Not no, right now, I He don't. has no life and infinite free time. So are we just looking for a four-point character that goes in no, the list? Our, no, so what we're looking for... So currently our list is Thor, Loki, Valkyrie, Hela... Captain America, Black Widow, Hawkeye. So we have three slots left, but when we're we have everything planned out up to seventeen points. Now, if we if we did an eighteen point mission, if our opponent chose eighteen points against us, even if we didn't want to play eighteen points, what is our list option? Because currently, our list option would be add Hella, which would be bad because then we're losing the Avengers faction. So that's not an option. So we have to either add a four point Avenger or play Black Widow and another two point character. Does that make sense? Are you following yes, me now? No, now okay. I'm following you. Gotcha. Yes. Okay. So my vote for a four-point Avenger is Vision. Um, that being said, the only other option, I believe, is Captain, Captain Marvel. Marvel or Black Panther. And as much as Mittens is cool, I think I would rather have Vision. Vision's a good uh, utility model. He doesn't need a lot of help. Um, he's really good at holding a point by himself. He's... Because you can do the phasing to prevent pushing and stuff if you need to, to hold a point. He's also very hard to 1v1 without, like, a five-point character. As I say, one of the things that our, our faction kind of has, like, what our, what our list is, like, what I see our list doing right now is it's 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 taking up the point in the back, whatever objectives are in the backfield, you, you've got somebody for that. You've got somebody for, like, this, like Loki and Cap in the center are going to be so hard to dislodge. Yeah. You've got... You've got Thor swinging on one flank, and you know basically you're sending him at the biggest other thing, housing uh, things. Well, yeah. it, Parker, in my experience of playing effectively this list, I would tell you that basically what happens is Thor and Loki charge up the center with Captain America. And okay, so because in a lot of games, if your opponent isn't going to force you to spread out, you just take the fight to them. Mm-hmm. But when they force you to spread out, you do have to spread out because you can't give up scenario points. And so, so I think in, in that case, I do like Vision a lot more than well, like, Black Panther is another like go ham 
model. Yes. He's another, like, I'm going to throw you into the middle of this because you're s speed long. You'll get there before they do. Mm -hmm. You'll be, like, ready to speed long and pounce. You're going to get there and be proactively attacking them. Yes, but, but again, that's... it's just another character that wants to charge. And because right. of Loki's uh, control effects he has, he wants to be up in the middle. Thor and Cap obviously want to be up in the middle. And then you've got whoever else we're taking. So, so far, I actually think it's better. Like, Hawkeye's a great ad here because he's just a sit-back-and-shoot guy. That's why I think Black Widow Rocket would actually be the better choice over Vision. Because it gives you the ability to spread out a lot more, which is what the list is really missing, I think. And Black um, Widow can do her deal of terror. Yeah, Black Widow, Black Widow can charge up, grab a point, run away. Rocket can just sit back on a point, not even get within gun range if you don't have to. Like, you only shoot them if they come at you. Honestly, you should be trying to find something to hide behind while also being on the point. Because he's only size one. He can hide behind fucking anything. Oh, there's that's always cheating. something. Yeah, you can, there's always like a car or something. And so you just go hide behind that. And then just stand on the point. You don't even need to shoot people. He's only two points. Like, you don't have to attack with him. But he has a gun, Brandon. Parker, I understand that you must duel everyone. <laughs> Parker's okay, like, so why did my Warcaster die? Just because I boosted to hit and damage on my hand cannon. Perhaps, perhaps, for those of you who don't remember L L2 Wargame, mm -hmm. uh, I, have a, I have a fantastic track record of always using my gun. Parker, I bet if we go if we go to the L Tour game YouTube channel and sort by shortest video, you're in it. I'm just willing to bet. <laughs> Not gonna promise, but I'd put money on it. And That's, he's it might be a whole page, oh, Parker. No. We don't know. Yeah, I pop my feet so that I could shoot the gun twice. That is what I do. Mm -hmm. Oh my god! But it took so long to get there. Yeah. <laughs> so. So that 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 is the reason why that is. But just just so you know, I will always not playing Rocket with without Groot because I want him to be shooting his gun at all times because I took him. Dang it! And I get it. You'll win every the part game of the Buffalo doing it. Every part of the Buffalo. <laughs> yes. Don't waste. Don't waste yes. a every, knuckle every, joint. Even, <laughs> even the cloven hooves of the unglit Buffalo. The, the definitely don't yeah. forget to use the horn. Make sure you use the horn. <laughs> all four of them. Yeah. You you would win the game and you would be so upset that there was two turns where Rocket did not shoot his gun. Yeah. He advanced none. It would be, it would be terrible. <laughs> Literally like he gets like thrown forward by your own effects and then moves <laughs> forward and then declares he's shooting something. All right. So our 18 point roster is Thor, Loki, uh Captain America, Black Widow, Rocket Raccoon and the Mind Gem. I think it's a pretty solid 18-point list. Moving I really up, like that. Moving up to 19, I can only assume we're going to drop Rocket for Hawkeye, because that seems to be the way yes. that Parker's going to want to go. Yay! Uh, it is one, two, three, four Avengers, so you could potentially drop Hawkeye for Valkyrie, depending on the matchup, if you're like playing against Black Order, for example, um, and you just need the heavy hitter. So I think that's all good options. Um, 19 points, that is. So going up to 20... We could once again cut Black Widow to bring in Valkyrie. I actually like Black Widow for Wasp because Wasp does a lot of the things Black Widow does, only better, in my personal opinion. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's okay. I would say, but then you still have Valkyrie as an option for three points because you don't need the. You have plenty of Avengers at this point because you're four out of five, and you would be picking up a sixth the, character. Valkyrie is another stabby character. I, I mean. 
but I guess Wasp also actually does damage. She's actually not a, a pansy. Um, yeah. And a lot of the characters you have so far, with the exception of Hawkeye, are really short-ranged characters, or they're doing their best damage at short range. Mm-hmm. And um, Wasp is very satisfied um, doing things a little bit longer range. Also, she has stealth, so if you stick her on a flank, she can actually just hang in there Ooh. with total impunity, rather than, uh, I guess... I guess. Uh, I don't know why I didn't think of this before, sorry, but you could throw in the other Black Widow as well. Yeah, the other Black Widow is possible. Because you have Hawkeye, you could do the cool card they have, the combo card. Like That's that. true. Well, just based on the fact that this random list builder I chose to use uh, does not have Wasp added yet, I'm going to choose to do Black Widow 2. <laughs> Yeah, I noticed that... The Black uh, Widowing. Yeah, uh, neither Ant-Man nor uh, Wasp, I think. Or Doctor Strange. It's pretty much all the new releases. But, I mean, they just just came out last week, so... Ant-Man is there for some reason. That's really? (laughs) Oh my god, he is. Is there a chance she's in here by a weird name and we just skipped her? I looked. Could not find her. Wow. Huh. Okay, that's odd. Moving on. Because Doctor Strange isn't in here. Oh no, there he is. He's in here. He's not in the database that we were using. Okay. Anyway, so I put in uh, Agent uh, Widow, because she's Agent Widow, not Black Widow. Thank you. I was confused. Oh, okay. <laughs> Roman, uh, Roman, uh, Romanoff, right? Romanoff, not, not Romanova. Yeah, we cover that in episode zero. Look it yeah. up. Yeah. Okay, so we actually only have nine characters in this list because we've got the Mind Stone, but I think that's fine. Although I don't think we'd really ever take Hela... But because, looking at this from a new player perspective, you obviously don't want to buy a bunch of boxes for random characters. So throwing in the Agent Widow allows you to fully use your Hawkeye box. Uh, So the only box you're not actually fully using here is the Rocket Raccoon box, which means you're not using Groot. um, Because you're using all four Asgardians, Captain America's in the base box, Black Widow's in the base box, you're buying Hawkeye and the Agent Widow box, which is actually a cheap box, and then the Rocket Raccoon and Groot box. Um, I'm pretty sure the Mind Stone comes with Loki, and so you wouldn't have to worry about that. Although I doubt anybody ever actually have make you have the Mind Stone card, because I think I have eight of them. Um, so going down to Tactus cards, let's go ahead and throw. In, I guess we'll wait on the Tactus cards for the Tactus cards podcast. So and, I just out of curiosity, I'm going to go back no, to them. I was going to say let's actually fill them out because I think there's a lot of good discussion here. But go ahead, Parker. I was going to say I'm, I'm going to go back to my first question, which is. We made a really nice Asgardian list because we we agreed that Loki is great in Asgardian. No, sorry, we made a really good Avengers list because we agreed <laughs> yes. that Loki's an excellent Avenger and that Thor brings something to Avenger, or rather, Avengers brings something to Thor. And we made these really good choices about our awesome Avengers list. And I'm looking at the Avengers list, going under. Okay, in what under what scenario at 17 points am I going to switch over to play? Asgardians, if I know this Avengers list is so strong. That's like the thing about the hybridization thing, is I end up, I always end up after I get done hybridizing going, okay, under what circumstances am I ever going to go back to one of my other choices? Uh, you would do it in a situation that you think that the the Tactus cards would advantage you, or if you just like the, the build. Um, so, looking at it from a Asgardian perspective, um, obviously you're probably going to take Thor, Loki, and Valkyrie in pretty much every list. And so at 15 points, Thor, Loki, Valkyrie uh, being 12 points, we're basically looking to add in three. And so I think Hawkeye is a pretty good add for three points. It gives you the range character that hangs back, which is really important for a lot of scenarios um, because there's almost always a far back objective that you need to stand on or you're just going to be giving up free points. 
Um, moving on from there, you have four points to spend, which you could either throw in Hella, which I actually don't prefer because a four-character Asgardian list is kind of rough. Um, so I would probably throw in Rocket and Black Widow, which lets you, again, spread out on objectives a lot more, which is the thing that the Asgardians really struggle with. Um, so let's see, that was... Okay. Oh, no, that's 16, sorry. I messed up my points. So you could do uh, Agent Widow and... Um, or you could do Hawkeye and Rocket. Ooh, I actually like that. 17 points. Oh, no, because we're doing the Mind Stone. That's why it was 17 points. Dang, I really like that. We'll do that for 16 then. So I think 17 is Thor, Loki, Valkyrie, Black Widow, and Rocket with the Mind Stone on Loki. I think that's actually a really good 17-point list. That's not a bad 17-point list. You've got it- you've got three like push-forward guys and then two hang-back people. I like that. <sighs> so my question is... Um... How does like for example the 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 Prince of Asgard affiliation like how does Thor's leadership ability how is it better than Cap's oh, in it's that not. list? The, it's not. That's the thing is. So you're looking at the two lists next to each other, and in a maybe it's well because you're not looking at the I, faction ability. You're looking at the combination of models, and so while both lists I think should have a point drop at each point level. But I think, like, the scenario cards are greatly going to determine which one you do. Like, if you get the Mighty scenario, you're probably going to play as Guardians, right? Because the Mighty scenario tends to be, I want to go forward and punch things, and I have a lot of power to spend. That's going to lean more towards the Asgardians. And so it allows you to adapt on the fly, and maybe, depending on what your opponent's bringing, that will determine which way you lean as well. Did I lose you? No, I'm just, I mean... There's no question that Captain America and Red Skull have, like, the best faction abilities. And so right, the, that's, there's that's no question the about that. But it's not always about just who has the best faction ability, right? Because yeah. sometimes you don't want to take Captain America. Like, if there's a list where you don't need Bodyguard, really, and you need more damage, well, Captain America, while making your team do more damage, is not himself going to deal a lot of damage. He's just going to sit there and absorb hits. But maybe your opponent has like a lot of ways to throw people or a lot of mystic damage or like just a lot of ways to counter his abilities. Like if you're playing against Modok and Loki and Cabal, I probably wouldn't want to play Captain America because he's never going to do anything. You're just throwing away a four point character. And so that I think feel, I think that would just put you behind a lot. And so I think taking an Asgardian list might, you know, be more preferable. I see your point. You're basically you're the Asgardian list at 17 points you just made is more offensive yes definitely like it has a lot more offensive potential so if you're looking across at your opponent you're going okay well my opponent's going to be punished if i have the ability to be really offensive because you've got two range five guys you've got um you've got uh valkyrie who can move an attack you've got thor who can do drop off and all that kind of cool stuff so you've got lots of mobility and attacking going on um and everything's doing it fairly independently. You don't have to stick close to each other really ever for right. any reason. Mm-hmm. So if you want independent strikers, then you've got the Guardians list. But if you want to switch over to more of a cohesive, um, you know, everybody's got their everybody's got everybody's back, and so it's going to they're going to last a lot longer than mm-hmm. the adventures. Okay. If you're playing a list that wants you to um, group up a lot, I think the the Avengers is preferable in that manner because Captain America just kind of makes everything run better in a tight pack. He's definitely a decoy in my list. Like I never pick him, but he <laughs> might be in my list. Yeah, there's always that too. Like you can I mean, you can sell out hard to make it look like you're taking a particular faction. 
and then really like your actual faction just buried in there. Like if I showed yeah. you this list, if I organized the characters in the correct order and got rid of Hela, I bet you'd always assume I was pl- I was playing it, Avengers. Like it was like, what's your list? You're like, oh, well, I have Captain America, Thor, Black Widow, Agent Widow, Hawkeye, and you're like, all right, you're playing Avengers, and they just quit looking, and then you're like, oh, by the way. I'm actually playing as Guardians, and I have completely different tactics cards than you probably expected I was going to have. Um, the just out of curiosity, why is Hella in our list at all? Like, She's what? well, we just never ran into a point. Like I'm going up the points on the as Guardian side, but we never ran into a point where we needed the character slot. And I think as a, I mean, we could throw Groot in. Do you want me to throw in Groot? Well, no, I'm just trying to think of like if we all agree that Hella doesn't doesn't really give benefit to either of them are you saying uh, you want honestly, the space stone just say you want the space stone i'll get what rid of hell should go in there is enchantress but she's not out yet so we can't but really you uh, chose enchantress over angela uh well no <laughs> honestly no i i actually would in this scenario because we already have thor i don't know if we need two thors in a list need two thors if you want two thors then yes angela but honestly that's Angela is the so so the reason we have Hella is because if you're gonna take the Asgardian faction cards, they all require Asgardian, and so right. it's another Asgardian character. And if you have Odin's blessing in your uh, selection of cards, it's very powerful, and she can be very hard to kill. And you could honestly, if you want to play a live forever list, throwing her in, in Avengers is not that bad because being oh, able to bodyguard wow. her after yeah, <laughs> Jeremy's got he's like oh no, and so having the <laughs> so ability right now having the ability is like all right, she's on the point, Cap standing behind her. What are you doing? He's like, well, I shoot her. He's like, okay, and we just watch. He's like, all right, I do two damage. He's like, all right, she takes two, and you're like. And she's already injured. She's like, I shoot her again. It's like, yeah, that's okay. And then you do two damage. She's like, I'll play Odin's Blessing and only take one. It's like, okay, I'll shoot her again. It's like, oh, cool, I'll bodyguard it. It's like, I'll shoot her again. I'll bodyguard again. It's like, uh, and then you shoot her again. It's like, all right, I'll spend three souls, come back to life with four hit points. He's like, I'm literally going to break everything in my like collection of bottles if this keeps happening. <laughs> and then Venom comes from behind with Lethal Protector. You're like, no, but... <laughs> Who, he's not in the list. He's not yet. <laughs> Every list has Venom. He's the 11th character. It's I, in the, it's in the rule book. <laughs> I guess my my question is, like, every single time we've made a list so far, we've imagined what it's going to be, we immediately discount Hela. There, that is for a reason, right? That I actually played Hela that much. is for a reason, because in the Avengers list, we always needed another Avenger character to break the tie. And so there was never an opportunity okay. to take her until, like, but, 19 points. But you just said that Hela would be best in the on the Avengers side because of how how tanky you can make her with a combination of Avengers abilities. So again, I'm going back to if I'm playing as Guardians and I'm putting Hela in the list just because she's as as Guardian, that that makes the list weaker because she's she's not accomplishing something important. Well, I I didn't say that she was better in Avengers. I was just saying that in Avengers is a really interesting combination with her and Captain, but. I mean, you, you you could argue that she's better there, but I think she if in a vacuum without situation taken into play, I think that she's probably better in Asgardian um, just because you get access to the cards. Like, you couldn't have played Odin's Blessing if you have Captain America as your leader, but you could put Captain America in an Asgardian list, and that would make Jeremy very happy. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm getting Modoc back in my list. He's getting That's the cold it. sweats. The, oh, Jesus. 
He's going to play Mindstone in every single list he plays from now on. Just get rid of Captain America. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Whatever it takes. How do you build your list? I build it around killing Captain America. The first two characters in my list are Mindstone yeah. and Mindstone. <laughs> yeah. Well, what do you do about the rest of the game? Doesn't yeah. matter. I've already won. It's a mental game. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't disagree that I don't think Hell is a great character. And so if you think there's something that we need to swap her out with, that's fine. But realistically, I think there's enough good options here that you could make a good list at any point total on either side. Mm-hmm. And so if Hella is not part of your plan, I think she's certainly the weakest character on this list because that four-point slot when you already are including effectively two five-point characters with Loki having the Mind Stone, you're basically never going to have space for a four-point character that isn't a leader. I think that's just generally true. And so it's kind of like Nature of the Beast. You could easily swap her out for something else, but I don't think you have to. I mean, even if you if you don't think you're ever going to take her, I think you could drop her for the Space Stone. I think it probably actually adds more option to the list. But, again, I don't think it's necessary. I think he just wants to put together a story. So just give him Groot. Sure. No, I mean... <laughs> just give him Groot. Just let him I do Groot. think you could take Groot in this list, but I don't I, think I it's wasn't, important. I actually wasn't fishing for, like, a character to replace her. I was, <laughs> I was actually... I was, like, I was like, but I really want to play the Green Goblin! Like, no, that, that wasn't that. I was just... I, uh, I was actually just thinking, just looking at it going, okay... If one, of, if our Asgardian t- uh, plan is rather, again, we're talking about list building, right? Uh, hmm. And so, if I'm, if I'm, if I have a general plan that my uh, my Avengers list is going to be, you know, stuck in and you know, dig in and uh, and hold, and my Asgardian's list is more of a, a proactive, go out and strike, um, then Hela does not fit that Asgardian build. She just has the word Asgardian on her card, and so. If I need, if if I'm looking at the list building, oh well, crap! I need the number of characters in the list that has the word Asgardian on it. Then honestly, personally, if that's all we care about, I would actually switch her out for Bucky because he actually becomes both things, and he even has some combinations well, with Cap. He he like, counts that way for bec- for making it a faction list, but he doesn't get to use their cards, which is uh, the biggest part of Asgardian. Yeah, I, I see your point, but I was I was just trying to. No, I, I, I definitely I, I definitely think it's something to bring up. Because you, know, you don't want to just be throwing in shit that doesn't make sense. Um, then I mean, she's not. She's not. Um, her role isn't defined. Yeah, you know? I mean, she's definitely an odd character. She's not bad. She does a lot of really good stuff. Yeah. And in fact, I played games against her where I was completely infuriated that she existed. But it was just like, <laughs> but it's just so weird to end up in those situations. Um, Valkyrie makes a lot more I'm, sense. I'm literally just trying to think of another character that's ever happened with. I guess kind of like Ultron, but different. I don't know. The one thing you can guarantee about Hela is if she's going to lose, she will lose slowly. And so you that's a great <laughs> part of it. Because she's got a good yeah. chunk of hit points. She's got above average hit points, even at four points. And she's got a don't die mechanic in a faction that has a don't die card. And so if you want to literally put her on an island while all three of your other world beaters go left, like if you're playing the, the what was it, the Kree Power Core mission, I think it is, where there's one real point, it's like who has the football and you're just fighting oh, over God. it. Because you can just send Thor, Loki, and Valkyrie to the middle. I really doubt you're going to lose that battle in the middle. And then she can be over on the side holding another point for you and maybe even like come join you after she wins because... She's just never, like, no amount of four points is going to beat her, right? Like, not in the time allotment. And so I, I think that's 
that's important. Like, Spider-Man on a point is pretty good because if you activate him last, he's basically guaranteed to take the point from the person. Iron Man's really good at that for three points. He's not guaranteed to, but he's pretty consistent. Um, But, like, there's very few characters that you can just be like, yep, this is your job. Don't lose that point for any reason because I'm counting on the victory points not to go that way. And she'll just stand there and do it for you. Yeah. I but, agree. But again, like we've said multiple times, she's far from the most integral character in this list. So let's move on to the tactics cards real quick. We get a whole eight of them. Uh, I think the most important thing is to choose the obvious selections. I think... There's no point in doing a dual faction list if you're not going to actually have an option to play the second faction. And the second faction in this list is Asgardian. So taking Asgardian cards, Odin's Blessing, uh, it's very important for that list. But there's only the one Asgardian card that's really required. And then on the flip side, there's only the really one Avengers card, if you ask me, that's required. And considering how many melee characters we have in this list, Avengers Assemble, very important. Uh, The only sad thing, Valkyrie can't use Avengers Assemble. Oh, well, but that was the only one I was looking at, too. Mm-hmm. But now we have six more options that can be all kinds of fun stuff. Uh, I think professionals belongs to one of them. Yeah, well, you're very wrong about that. So I love professionals. The most important card after those two, hands down in this list, drop off. Yes. Drop off. Drop 100%. Off. And I'm looking at this list right now. There's only one character with flight. <laughs> But it doesn't matter because he's playing drop off every single game. But there's um, are there no size three characters in this list? I'm pretty sure Hella's only size two, isn't she? She is. Okay. Yeah, I think we don't have a size three character, so that's good. So you can play drop off on anyone. Um, if anyone's not familiar, uh, you always play drop off on Loki. If you weren't sure, always play drop off uh. on Loki. It's so good. It gets him where he needs to be because it puts him in the action, so his his bubble of debuffing works. Um, and he has a really good melee attack. It helps him get power. Uh, it gets him in range to use the Mind Stone. It's so good. Um, it's also, uh, you can do four Asgard and play it because it's still a move. And so, boom, you get everyone in there. You get a bunch of attacks. It's a huge alpha strike. Uh, you can also for, uh, play drop-off on Valkyrie, which is pretty mean because you're basically just going to kill something. So yeah, drop-offs is great. Um, the obvious get help, which is actually called sibling rivalry, uh, which you can play after dropping off, which is also freaking amazing. Okay, so now that we've got the four staples out of the way. Uh, you think professionals, Parker? Yeah, uh, so many of our lists have uh, a Cl- uh, Clint, uh, Hawkeye and a uh, Natasha Romanoff. I think it's going to go off. I like it. Mm-hmm. I, it's actually one of the things I like about this particular list that we have is since both Asgardians and um, Avengers versions um, could use this card. Like, I, I like that. I like that the card does double duty. It's efficient in both rather than having to be discarded. I think there's more good. lists that end up with Rocket than Hawkeye. But if you tried, I'm willing to bet you could get a lot of lists with Hawkeye and the Widow. So I'm going to throw that at the bottom of the list. But that's a good point. What I don't even know what the card does, honestly. <laughs> um, basically, what happens is uh, they each play two. Um, if uh, Hawkeye damages a character that is close within two of Romanoff, immediately uh, any asset or civilian token is given to Romanoff instantly. She now has the token. Period. 
So basically, it's he, he plinks the the token. Oh, you off just steal their objective. You just steal the objective instantly. She requires no actions from Romanoff. But she has to be within range two of the target. Okay. Yes. So she has to be within range two of the person holding the objective. Active character plays may spend two if it damages character with an attack this round. Okay. Hmm. I don't think there's really a way to sneak it other than she moves up, maybe tries to knock someone out, fails. Oh, no, because you could Avengers Assemble to get her into position if she was close. Mm-hmm. So Avengers Assemble, get her into position, Cliff shoots her, drops the token, she picks it up immediately. Hmm. That might be a really... Oh, you wouldn't have two power on turn one, though. I'm just thinking that might be a really good way to, like... You know when they move up to take the middle point, and then Tasha just runs up next to them, and she steals it from them? Like, that would be really annoying. Mm-hmm. Okay. Maybe it's a Rube Goldberg machine, and the actual s- situations... I- I've-, I've stared at this card going, like, how many times... Would this actually be super useful? <laughs> yeah, probably not, but it's not terrible because, I mean, it's you're not going to use all eight of your cards every game. So that's a good one to bring up, especially because we have multiple options for this to be played in. So The one thing that I did think of is both both Black Widows, um, um, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. Black Widow is a little bit, has a little bit more teeth, but both of them just don't knock characters down very well. Mm-hmm. But if you have the professionals in your pocket, then people have to be scared of Romanoff getting close to their car- their objective carrier. Yeah, like you can't just ignore it. It's because if 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 Hawkeye is anywhere on the board, he's going. To, I mean, he can shoot from infinity far away when his turn activates. So if Romanoff is there, and all she has to be is not dazed, if Romanoff is there and has two power, you have to be scared of your your objective carrier being near her. And because normally you don't have to, you're like, okay, Black Widow, try to try to daze me and knock my stuff out of my hands. It's not going to happen. But what all Hawkeye has to do is hit an attack. It's much more feasible. All right. Uh, Jeremy, what do you think? Do you have any options for uh, good cards? I mean, I'm a sucker for Doom Prophecy, man. I'm going to hit something as hard as you can. Ooh. Um, I love Doom Prophecy. And plus, you can use that. I mean, so what? You I mean, if there's a time to use Doom Prophecy, it's on Thor while he's standing next to Cap. That's definitely the answer. That's so, what I'm saying, man. Yeah. Like, you've got Cap in the list. You, it'd be a waste not to put that in there. It is definitely a fun card. We're, we're definitely swinging for the fences on these. <laughs> um, <laughs> Come on! I think that uh, Brace for Impact is a great option all the time, but yes. especially when Rocket's in your list. Mm-hmm. So, Oh, that poor little fella. But it isn't just so demoralized, like, oh, I got him. I got to throw along with my MODOK, and they move up, they throw us, so like, I'm just going to brace that, and they're like, <sighs> like, damn it. <laughs> And um, and also like they it will probably end up saving his life more often than not just because they don't bother because they're like oh he's got brace I'm not gonna mess with it and so like you just get to keep it. Uh-huh. Uh Uh, one that's kind of generically strong in I think any any list of bodyguards and you're like counting on your bodyguards is psychic shielding device. I like that one. Psychic shielding device. It's the any character could play any um, one to five power. And this round, while within that range of the character, um, allied characters are targeted by mystic attacks, add one to their defense roll, so that it helps cap against defensive uh, mystic attacks, which he might target him. And all allied characters cannot be advanced or pushed by enemy mystical effects. Or yeah, that last so just... part sounds really good, but I think realistically it doesn't happen that often. Really? Because people a lot of the manip- times... People are manipulating the bodyguard to just nullify the effect. 
So it can happen, but more often than not, like in games I've I've tried to get this to work, it's usually physical attacks that actually end up moving you more often than not because you get thrown. Mm, I and see. And so you're just, you're like just... it is it is valuable, but as soon as that comes out, it's like they they still just shoot you. Like I mean, Cap right. the whole point of Cap is that he can survive for most of the game and playing this for one turn is only going to spend power, I think. Like, it's one extra defense die is probably not going to make the difference, although it, it could, but it's only bringing him up from three to four. And realistically, what's going to happen is they're just going to throw stuff at him because they're just not, it's not worth their time to actually try and damage him. Okay. I do think it's a good, it's a good thought. I just don't know that it's actually worth the power. Although Black Widow is really good at playing a card like that. But then she'd have to like come forward, depending on the, the scenario. It could be good. Um, let's see, Jeremy, give me another good one. Ooh, I got it. Go ahead. Inspiring monologue. That's a yeah. I mean, we need something fresh. That's not nope, fresh. Nope, that's a good one. Well, that's fresh to the people that don't know us. That card is in every list <laughs> I play. <laughs> it is. Well, I also play Cap in most of my lists, though. So it's just like, hi, I'm Wait. Captain America. Would you like to ever try and deal damage? I'm sorry. <laughs> I have a controversial one. Okay. Controversial. We can replace professionals. Okay. That was one of Parker's. <laughs> I really like Recalibration Matrix. Oh, it jacks you do like that so one. Many things. It jacks with so many things. So my biggest argument against it in this list is I don't know how often these characters will have three power to throw away. <sighs> I don't know. Late game, mid game, they're all going to get punched in the face a dozen times. I mean, they'll have plenty of power. Parker, thoughts? Uh, I all the ones that cost like three plus need to do something really awesome. Like, yeah, I don't know for calibration matrix. Recalibration matrix is really good, especially if you can combine it with something like Odin's blessing. So we're kind of doubling down again because, you know, those there's those times in the game where it's like, blah, blah, blah. Someone attacks you with six dice and it, the rolls could not go worse for you. And it's just like they get seven hits on six dice and you blank out and your guy just goes away. And it's like in sometimes that's just the worst moment for that to happen. It is absolutely amazing. That being said, you still have to have the three power for it to matter. <laughs> and so... But yeah, like someone like Thor, who can take eight damage in a single attack, like it's really nice. But you kind of already have Odin's blessing for that, unless you're playing in the Avengers side. Also, it it's a total reroll. So it's a total I reroll, get... but you can't yeah. reroll skulls still. But the main thing is it happens after dice mods, and so if you're playing against right. like a, a Modok or somebody, and they spend all their power to reroll everything, time. or they use their Dark Rain, they don't get to use that again. And so it's just a raw dice roll. So, and it's after you, they've already rolled above average, which I know technically has no bearing, but usually they don't spike twice. I always like it. Yeah. Cause you'll also remember, yeah, you don't, your dice. Yeah. You don't add crits the second time either. Cause it's not the initial roll. It's a reroll. And so it, it really fucks with a lot of people's math. Like, like someone like Zemo, who's like sword master reroll for hits, reroll for dark rain, reroll for my intelligence. And you're like, what the hell? And he's like, somehow I got eight, eight hits on five dice. And you're like, I hate you. <laughs> and so like, it helps in those situations. I, if you want an old shit, oh shit button, that's fine. That's kind of what it feels like. Mm -hmm. But, but since we're playing as guardians, we already have an oh shit button. I don't know if we need to. Well, you only get it on the as guardian side, but yes, that's true. And um, I think that's probably better than, well, I know it's better than Doom Prophecy, <laughs> but <laughs> it, I would actually say, 
I would actually say before this one, I would go for a utility card like Rocket Boots. Um, we only have one flyer. Rocket Boots is just there. There are games where you're just going to be like, "Whoops, I've got to get over this building in order to win." I've got a speed long Black Widow, and she could definitely win the game right now if I could just fly. So Rocket Boots. Um, Ooh, they can hurt themselves. I don't know about that. Um, you do have two people that can throw terrain, but yeah, I, I see your point. Hmm. But you also have Avengers Assemble for a little bit more mobility. What about also, what about yeah. tactical analysis? Because that would give us some mobility, and someone like um, Black Widow could play it on someone else potentially, which gives them an immediate short move, and so it, it let, adds some out of activation movement potential. Out of activation movement in this game is is really strong. Tactical analysis is just generically good. Mm-hmm. Um, I oh. would also consider I would if. If you want to do generic ones, though, I would actually also consider uh, Mark for Death. Because um, that's... Oh, that's the one where you can't use any of your like weird defensive stuff, right? Yeah, so basically you two characters within five of an enemy character spend one, and uh, they lose stealth, become speed small, and cannot modify or reroll defense dice. Yeah, so, that's really good. good. That one. Yeah. But you got to remember, cool. modifying isn't like succeeding on blanks. So, like, it doesn't affect Captain America other than making him move short. But the best thing about it is it's cheap and it's easy to play. It's really easy to get two characters within range five of someone. Also, there, there are a couple of situations. Like, there are ways in this game where you're like, oh, mark for death. Your, you know, your Ant-Man lost stealth or your Black Widow lost stealth. And now I'm going to be able to win. There is now there is now a faction where the whole faction rerolls defense dice. So that's going to, like... That's true. So... Like Mark, Mark for Death got better uh, in recent months because they added two stealth characters in the game and a whole faction that rerolls defense dice. No, they added three. They added three characters: Miles Morales, Ant Man, and Wasp all have stealth, and two of them also reroll defense dice. All right, Jeremy, so, I'm getting rid of Dune Prophecy because I don't think you're ever going to play it. Damn it! Uh, so I'd play it. I'm going to tell you right now, I'd play it. I've tried to get that card to work, and it has never happened. <laughs> Ooh. Alternatively, what about Thunder Wave? It's terrible is the answer, but <laughs> mm. Alright, tell me the ones that we have picked. What are the what are the half? Just a second. I'm gonna read you Thunder Wave real quick. Beam Don't. five. Six Ugh. dice. That's basically six dice because you're never gonna get two people in a beam. <laughs> if Thor, Prince of Asgard's activation, he is within range one of Captain America, he may spend two they may they may each spend two car- power to play this card. So it costs four power to do a six-dice attack. Oh, my God. <laughs> While within range one of Captain America, Thor refers to everyone can use Thunder Wave attack shown once range in line of sight or measure for Captain America. So, and then Thor, Prince of Asgard, is making the attack. That's it. It's just six-dice. It's so it's bad. Just, it's, it's so bad. bad. I, I wish I it love- was better. But they, I love it how Doctor Strange came out, and they're like, "Yeah, sorry, sorry about all those yeah. other special attacks. We made these these ones good now." You <laughs> you know what? To be fair, every time you see them do those cool like the repulsor beam thing and the the thunder wave, you know what's really specific about those attacks? They kill lackeys. <laughs> that's that's probably why it's kind of important. They don't kill like Loki. <laughs> all right, so definitely not thunder wave. So what am I replacing Doom Prophecy with? Do you really think uh, Mark for Death is that good? I, I Mark for Death is, um, you know, 
Because you, you only take the five cards to the game, right? Yeah, um, and you only need right. to take it if you know you're going to need it. So that that's exactly. probably a good point, too. Uh, that's, okay. That's, that's my, I like that's that as a really good, probably not going to make the cut of five, but is there if you need it. I like that. Right, because as soon, as soon as they're playing, you know, Ant-Man and Wasp or Spider-Friends, you're like, oh, mm. I got marked for death. That thing is going to die. Uh, it's Web like, Warriors, sir. I'm sorry. Web <laughs> you got, got your own faction name wrong, idiot. <laughs> Okay, Spider- so I want to I want to cut professionals for a heal card, like either field dressing or med pack or patch up. Really, I think field dressing is really good because you got you have Thor and um, Loki. Well, Loki, you want to Loki and Cap. I guess you want to get injured, and so that's not actually. Field dressing is really good with Thor specifically because he likes to go in and just fight the whole enemy team on his own. And then when they dogpile him and manage to daze him after they've all activated, you're like, ah, just kidding, field dressing, and he just kills them all again. <laughs> it's pretty fun. Anyway, um, would you feel good about dropping professionals for something like uh, Patch Up, where Captain America could just give five health to Thor or something like that? I I like Patch Up. It's yeah, I, I like. <sighs> I'm mainly just trying to think of a situation that you could play professionals on a regular basis. Yeah, because you gotta remember, only about a third to half of your list are even going to have those two characters in them. And then on top of that, if you do take the card and it doesn't work on basically turn two, it's never going to work. And so you, I just don't want people to end up with a dead card. If this was a Guardians list totally in for it because you know obviously you can pitch it for your rerolls or whatever yeah i think it's a it's a bit of a pipe dream you have to like be yeah. playing for precisely this and it's i feel like it's dune prophecy 2.0 yeah when you get to swing the 10 dice it feels great but you never get to swing the 10 dice yeah i swing it <laughs> it's because you're over the a corner the... playing with yourself a lot Maybe. of the, a lot of a lot of the things in the, a lot of the the crisis Sorry, a lot of the team tactics cards in this game are are like the best ones are the generic ones where you're yeah. just like this is going to be useful in lots of situations. Exactly, like yeah. like you always try like the escort to safety or like sacrifice and like all these cool cards, and you're like, nah. It turns out brace for impact's good because you know when you play it every single game, you know when it helps every single game. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. so currently our tactics cards are Odin's blessing and assemble Avengers assemble. Then we have non-faction is drop-off, sibling rivalry, mark for death, brace for impact, inspiring monologue, and patch-up. Pretty heavy on the defensive cards, because we've got Odin's Blessing, patch-up, inspiring monologue, and brace are all defensive. And then we've only got the mark for death is really our only offensive one. I guess you could count drop-off and sibling rivalry, but they're more of just action economy cards. Um, I mean, <laughs> you've got Thor. <laughs> Everyone just runs from Thor. Face me is hilarious. Face me is fun. <laughs> oh my god! But Thor, Thor is actually oddly similar to Thanos because in playing Thanos, you know what I've noticed he doesn't really hit that hard. He's just impossible to kill and has good yeah. action economy. And he just stands there. He's like, I will eventually win because I'm like a tidal wave. I'm just going to wear you down over time, and you're never going to be able to hurt me. Mm. But that's is that how is that Thor? Thor is actually Thor Thor's the exact same. He doesn't actually hit that hard. Everything oh, all of his bonus damage is from throwing. Like he only rolls six dice. That's all he does. He just 
throws six dice or he throws five dice when he throws the hammer. But he's like, he just does really good damage consistently. And then all I of his, that. all of his burst damage is action economy. When he four Asgards or he gets a free throw and like when he's getting damage outside of his attacks is when he hits hard. But other than that, he just hits reasonably hard, like harder than most characters. Like most characters have to spend power to hit that hard, but it's not like crazy damage or anything. It's not like Corvus Glaive coming in and just like severing the world in half. Well, that that's what, I, but that's what I mean. Like, uh, but I don't know if the Thanos comparison is it applies because unlike Thanos, he doesn't live forever. He just, he takes damage. Oh right. Well, he's not nine points. Is why. True. But he's very similar in playstyle. Like, he kind of just yeah. wanders around and does what he wants and smacks people. Like, Thor is really hard to kill. He's got, I think, 14 hit points. It's 8 and 6, right? Yeah. And, just and then 4, 4, four 3. Four defense. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's pretty beefy. And not to mention, when you've got uh, Odin's Blessing, potentially, you've got potential bodyguards from Cap. You've got possible patch-up. Like, that guy having 19 hit points is not going to be a fun day for your opponent. That's actually one of the things about patch-up that I don't... Like, all of the healing cards, including patch-up, become so much better if you actually have deep health characters, mm -hmm. because... Especially deep health characters that have potential to redirect damage. Because right. when you can... When Loki's messing with their dice to prevent them from spiking, and then you've got potential bodyguards from Captain America or Odin's Blessing to, to, to when they roll that seven, you just make it one and say fuck off. And then on top of that, you go back to full. Like, th with these cards in the list is exactly why I think Hela might see the table. is because when you combine her generic survivability mechanics with the ones that we're adding to this list, all of a sudden anything's possible. You're talking about the Asgardian side. So where Cap is kind of taking advantage of a lot of this defensive stuff when you're playing Avengers, when you switch it over to the Hela, uh, to the Asgardian side, Hela can take on some of these defensive cards and utilize them to their fullest effect. I think you're taking patch up in 90% of your games. The only games that you might not is when you know you're playing against someone um, that A is going to force you to spread out harder than you want to like by a long shot, so you're never going to have two characters next to each other. Or if you're playing against someone who has some kind of like anti-healing or something, I guess. I'm trying to think of something. But like basically like Corvus Glaive, like if they took the I do damage list, like maybe Cabal, you might not take patch up just because you might not get a chance to use it. But with the this combination of characters, I don't see how that even happens. So how do we feel? Do we feel like we got a list? No, I, I actually I would take this to a tournament. Like I think this is a solid list. The only reason I haven't played basically this list is because uh, Agent, Widow, Hawkeye, and Rocket weren't out last time I played this combination of characters. Yeah, they there is something that each one of them actually gives the list. Although I am personally offended that Rocket may not shoot his gun every turn. That makes me mad. You can shoot Don't. it at the at the car next to him. <sighs> Just imagine he's planting booby traps the whole time. That True. does make me that makes me happy. <laughs> So did you get enough cards? Do you have your eight cards that you want? Yeah, we have eight. So it's the uh, Owns, Owns Blessing, Avengers Symbol, Drop Off, Sibling Rivalry, Mark for Death, Brace, Spiring Monologue, and Patch Up. Yeah, I think there's, we... nothing, there's nothing there that is offensive. Like, all of that is good. Yeah. All of that will work together, and there's really no no wrong moves. Mm -hmm. I mean, no, it's all solid. I, 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 sorry, just real quick. I actually don't like Mark for Death. Until I like look at this list, I look at how many like long range attackers are commonly going to make it into lists. And between like Rocket, Hawkeye, Black Widow, like there's actually a, and like even Thor can has like a range five attack. Like there's there's a lot of range in here. Surprisingly, now the more I look at it, and so like having Mark for Death there and also against the rerolls, I think it's actually going to see some play. 
So I'm actually pretty happy with our, our list of eight. Yeah. The, the one thing uh, we just happened to pick, uh, this is something we talked about at the very beginning, like with the, with the Condens. There are certain factions that, that don't have, like, must-have uh, Team Tactics cards. So since we played two factions that really only had we, we decided that there really was one faction card for each of them mm-hmm. <laughs> that we only need to give up functionally one slot per choice of ours yeah. to the other faction. So, like, yes, when I pick Avengers, you know, um, my Asgardian Team Taxus cards won't be useful, but I'll only have, I only have one. So, that's a good okay. point. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. So, if you're playing, if you're, that's one of the things I said earlier. There are certain factions where you're like, well, I want to play all five of my awesome Team Tactics cards. Like, well, hybridization is going to be harder for you because you won't be able to count on Team Tactics. Didn't we say the Wakandans are like that? Yeah. Uh, I would say the Guardians probably mostly. Not only do the Guardians have a huge array of characters, so they're going to use up your 10 slots really fast, but they also have like three faction cards, don't they? Uh, well, they have a couple character cards. Like they have yeah, Groot they've got Daughters of Thanos. They've got Groot and uh, Rocket have two. Yeah, Deadly Duo. Um, I think there's a Drax one, isn't there? Uh, there is not a Drax not a Drax one. one. Okay, but then I know there's the Crew of the Milano, and there's a new one that came out in um, which pack was it? It's going to come out in Angela. That's right. It got spoiled. That's right. <laughs> he did it again. Oh my he did God. it again. I, we we know list. she's on the release schedule, dude. Chill. <laughs> I know. It's called Lovable Misfits is the name of the card, and mm-hmm. it's super strong. That's that's might be an overstatement. It's sorry, it's super strong for a faction card. I think, in my personal opinion, it's no Wakanda forever, but nothing is Wakanda forever. No, a Bombay, <laughs> a Bombay. <laughs> I'm actually very happy with this list. The more I look at it, I'm like, this just really came together really well. I was actually thinking we would do like two or three of these, but we spent so long on this one. Oh. I didn't think it would take half as long as it did. Um, but yeah, I'm actually really happy with the finished product. And I think while we were building it, we went through a lot of the decision making processes we would normally do. And so I think, I think we did a good job of explaining why we were making the decisions we were making. And this could be extrapolated out to pretty much any combination of factions. Obviously the, this one being a really strong combination, but hell, you can even do like spider foes and web warriors because I mean, the the venom crossover helps a lot. Uh, Spider foes and web warriors actually like looks really pretty strong mm-hmm. I, I was in fact i started to do that the other day i didn't finish it but when i started i was like actually this should look like it works mm-hmm. <laughs> it's kind well, of funny it helps when your main faction only has four characters like it's kind of hard to yeah. and and the, the expensive one is in both factions <laughs> yeah like that's exactly what we just did with asgardians like there's only four characters and the most expensive one is already in both lists so it doesn't matter yeah You'll put Lethal Protector, uh, you know, will be one of your Team Taxus cards, but it'll always work. Mm-hmm. So That one always works. Yeah. Lethal Protector is so freaking good. Oh, I forgot you had that. That son of a bitch. This <laughs> is from so far away. He's, he's not a bodyguard. I actually, yeah. there's been so many games where I'm like, ooh, I'm going to play Lethal Protector. I'm like, oh, I don't have three power. <laughs> just like next it's like every time someone gets attacked i look down like how does he still not have any power like i keep spending it to like throw people and like not paying attention to keeping power I'm like why doesn't venom have power like oh uh a personal opinion um hot take well laid plans that's the green goblin and doc ox uh, yes. power oh i think God. that i think that is bonkers well laid plans is bonkers and a reason to play those two characters I can't like, believe they printed this. It must yeah. just be because 
Dr. Octopus is just so worthless. Like, that's the only reason. <laughs> like, and well, he's not. Be, like, it's so fair, frustrating. It, to be fair, it does cost you six power on the table. Don't care. So it's not, like, the easiest thing. Sorry. I would say the easiest thing to do. It's actually incredibly easy to do. That's the only hurdle. But it is a pretty steep hurdle. Roll five so dice. Tom, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, no, I was just going to read it. Tell me what you're talking about. Like, yeah, so that? it's Doc Ock and Green Goblin may spend three each to play this card. It's an activated card. Um, roll five dice for each enemy character that is holding an objective token. The enemy oh, character suffers one damage for each critical and wild in the roll. So it's basically like Counter-Strike every opponent with an objective, but you Ooh. roll five dice instead of four. A character damaged in this way drops all objective tokens it is holding. Rocket died. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Rocket's just to, dead. To be fair, though, you have to be holding one, so it has to be an extraction one. You can't just be standing yeah, next to uh, one. So there's probably only going to be like two or three. But if you get like one of those god turns when they take all five cubes from you, and you're just like, "Fuck you!" Here's twenty five dice of damage. You're like, "Oh god!" And you're just like, "Your team dies." Like, <laughs> and you drop the tokens. Yeah, and you, you, drop, you drop the tokens. Uh, the all player, the, hammer, all the, the player playing this card chooses the order in which the enemy characters are affected. And since they're dropping them, you get to place them. So if they've already activated, you can put them where they can't pick them up. So everybody just gets pumpkin bombed. Is oh, yeah. No, yeah. You just get pumpkin bombs to the face. What's the well-laid plans? The whole yeah. idea is they, they it was their plan the whole time for yeah. you to have those objectives. That's like right? Batman writing. We didn't know yeah. how to make this interesting, so he knew all along. Yeah. <laughs> that's the coolest that's the coolest thing Batman does. That's the only thing Batman does is hey, get get written out of bad situations. We promised in episode zero we would not talk about Batman. You broke our promise. That's not true. Yeah, we did. I remember it. Very well that's because everyone... we're not talking about Batman. We're talking about how badly Batman is written. That's a different topic. Okay. Speaking speaking of promises, we're on to uh my import my most important recurring theme of uh our infamous podcast. Uh unfortunately, Parker, we're running a little long in time. We have to cut that segment. Oh, all right, fine. Go ahead. My my most important uh, recurring theme is, what do we think Doctor Doom should have? Oh, I thought you were going to do Comic Corner. <laughs> no, Comic Comic Corner is fun, but uh, but I, I want to know this right. week. So we're so, we're entering wild speculation about Doctor Doom's character card. Uh, for those of you who who haven't watched, uh, haven't listened to episode zero, uh, we're called we're we're renamed Infamous, and we love our we love our acronym, but. Uh, the Infinite Iron Man is is about our favorite Marvel uh, character, Doctor Doom, and so we always like to spend time talking about what we believe Doctor Doom should have whenever he is in the game. Yep, Brandon, you want to go first? Well, I think we should just do one. Like we we're gonna have plenty of episodes, so so okay, we'll just take turns doing a Doctor Doom uh, speculation. So okay. Parker, uh, which which piece of leaked information would you like to confirm has been has been confirmed? <laughs> uh, uh, Doctor Doom has uh, uneven sides like the Green Goblin, but they're in reverse. So his front side only has like four health. The back side nine nine health on the back side, and mm. he's 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 a nice contemplative ruler of Latveria. Um, Doctor Doom on the Diplomat. front and back side, he's diplomat. Don't, yeah. <laughs> He goes magic. He goes magic crazy. Don't fuck with me, Doctor Doom. It's just like force lightning everybody. Yeah. Uh, a bit the front side. I want him to have steepled hands in his card art, and the back side has arms crossed. So then you know he means fuck business. <laughs> so specific. 
Alrighty. <laughs> if you've ever uh, if you've ever seen Doctor Doom drawn, there's only two ways to see Doctor Doom, and neither Ooh. of them will you ever see his pectoral muscles because either his hands will be steepled across his face, or he will have them crossed across his chest. Those are the only two ways Doctor Doom has ever been drawn <laughs> in a comic book. But it's so menacing and wonderful. Uh, yeah. Doom. Alrighty. Well, I think we're we're wrapping up for now. So. Uh... I'm going to go ahead and sign out. Uh, this has been Brandon. And uh, Parker. This is Jeremy. And thank you for listening to Muse on Marvel. All right. That sounded we'll like a podcast. Yeah. I didn't yeah. look at what time we started. But uh, that ran a lot longer than I expected. We got we we kind of ran in circles for a little bit. So next time we're gonna have to we're gonna have to clean up the time a little bit. I am glad that we didn't lose Jeremy at any point. <laughs> yeah, no, it worked out. I was very surprised. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I wonder if we just randomly started in peak like like I don't know middle of nowhere Missouri internet time, and they didn't have enough internet left for you. Where I don't know. So just at yeah. the stop recording, where did it save to? Where did it go? Where did you set it to save to? I've turned my camera back on now that uh, we're done podcasting. That way, does I can it always see. go to the same spot? It does go to the same spot. Wherever you set it to go in settings, that's where it goes. Okay, then yeah, ask here. Uh, please rename yours uh, Parker Episode One, and then email it to me. Okay, it is two hours and twenty three minutes long. That Good sounds God. correct. Mine is two twenty three and twenty one. What did you call it, Parker? What Parker Episode One? Yeah, we could have. Uh, I was gonna say we didn't have to spend any time dilly dallying. We were. Did you lose Parker, about, Jeremy? Talk about Marvel podcast. I lost Parker for like three seconds. Uh, no, I've got him. I okay, that was weird. What, what I was saying was we didn't dilly dally. Like we didn't. Like, no, we were talking about stuff. I just expected to move through it faster. It took. It definitely took longer with three people than I was expecting. But it was good. I liked. It. I thought we were on yeah, topic. I tried, not, I tried not to talk much. So you guys could get through shit. No, I actually, I actually was trying to yeah, think of ways to get you involved because I didn't want you to just be quiet for long periods. Well, I mean, the structure of it is, you know, and plus playing more games and getting back into it, I, looking at the cards fresh again and trying to remember what was going on is. Mm -hmm. There's just so much new shit. I'm pretty happy with the list, though. Like honestly, I think I might, I might try this. Uh, I think it's solid, and the I think that. You play it a few times, I could definitely win a bunch of games. There's no mm -hmm. reason it shouldn't. But it doesn't do... It. <laughs> Again, you fucking stripped out my cards. The ones that, like... Dune I Prophecy was I'm a like, terrible suggestion, I'm gonna, to be fair. I'm gonna, fucking, I'm gonna fucking play cards that are gonna fucking do some shit. I cut Parker's card you first. You fucking run. Mm. Maybe Did Parker run off? He's actually gone. He's dead. Parker, I'm here. I'm right here. He's dead. Oh, there he is. Brandon, why don't I have your email address? What's your email address? Mutilus. I emailed you last week. I know. Why would my email not know this? Weird. Mutilus. Ah. At, at Hotmail. 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 Old school. Hot. I had wow. someone, I called in to do some online payment over the phone, and they were like, what's your email address? And I was like, blah, 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 at Hotmail. And she's like, what? I was like, Hotmail. He's like, what's Hotmail? <laughs> like, oh, God. Oh. <laughs> they literally don't even know what it is. It's been a while. It's been yeah. a while. I actually tried to make a new Hotmail email address for the podcast. They wouldn't let me. <laughs> They're like, no, wow. we stopped doing wow. this 10 years ago. <laughs>
my God. For some reason, they're not they're not letting me load in my Yahoo CDs for free internet. Dude, I, I have my AOL disk. <laughs> I ain't paying for no Google Fiber. <laughs> I ain't paying for that. I got okay. Forty of these CDs, Brandon. Hmm. Um. You can. It. Uh, it it's so the MP4 is so big. It. I basically went on my Google Drive, and so functionally yeah. the email is just sharing it. Yeah, that's that's what I did when I sent it to you. It's just uploading it on your end. So I have somewhere to download it from. An action followed mm-hmm. by this like leisure almost. Like it's just like a leisurely time. That's what uh, Frisbee Golf is the same thing. Just let less leisure space because yeah. there's, there's not you don't have to walk as far. But Yeah, I can see. I can see that. Parker, I believe that the point of golf, based on how I understand it, is old drunk people getting in a golf cart and running into trees. <laughs> <laughs> That's one version, yes. Yeah, that's the only version I am aware of. Okay. Do you guys remember the topic for this week? No, sir. Neither, no. neither do I. So uh, I know I know the I know the topic I'm going to bring up. Oh, Very important God. Topic. Okay. All right. So topic for this week Angela. is going to be list construction. And so we're going to talk about our ways we go about list building. This is just the basic version of list construction. Um, so it's just going to be talking about, um, like what we do to build lists, things that we think are good, and then we'll like critique each other's way. And then, you know, hopefully come up with like good suggestions for building a list. I have pulled up here, uh, the card database and there is also, what the hell did I not save that? I thought I did. Okay. List builder. There's a web-based list builder. It is called Gamma Wave TV. Uh, actually, it's northernrealms.co.uk, but it's a web-based uh, list builder. Interesting. There's, yeah, and then there's a, uh, a smartphone-based one for Android that uh, someone has made and linked on Reddit. And so I don't know if either of you care, but I'm just letting you know those exist. So, what's the name of the what's the URL the, for the Gamma Wave thing? It's northernrealms.co.uk. I just I just search MCP list builder, and it's the second result. I think the first one is the Reddit link, and the second one is the web based one. Oh, cool. Yeah, interesting. But yeah, it's called Gamma Wave on the title of the page, but the the URL is northernrealms.co.uk. And then it's slash MCP list builder. Yeah. But uh, these guys are, I believe, based out of Seattle because uh, they're partnered with Ominous, who lives up there. But I don't know that for sure. It's just what their links say. <clears throat> but anyway, yeah, so I'll have these here as we're talking about stuff. Um, you guys are good to go. No restroom break or anything. Feel good so far. Okay. Uh, Parker, make sure you start your audio recording. Okay. Do we have any news for today? Like things that happened today? Not like specifically today, but is there any recent news? Uh, let me look. Uh, we have cards for Daredevil and Bullseye. Oh, that's true. Um, I'm going to pull those up. We have the um, Vibranium Heist. What is that? That was the organized play event they were supposed to unleash at Adepticon. And got slightly delayed due to uh, mass pandemic. Oh, so it's just like alter. Oh, that's right. It's like, <laughs> alternate, it's like alternate models, right? No, it's an alternate um, uh, 
character cards for Red Skull and Captain America, I believe. And not Killmonger, because Killmonger is one of the models. Killmonger is what the mission is about, but I don't believe it actually comes with his card. Because oh. it was a long time ago. But, I mean, he was out at the time. But I don't think it comes with... I've never seen the alternate... Fucking fly. I've never seen the alternate um, Killmonger card. But I've definitely seen the ones for... I'm going to fucking murder you, fly. It decides to fly uh, in front of my face now. Also super important, Angela spoilers. I know that's a little old. but That's very gosh. old. <laughs> but she's so beautiful. She's my boo. You'll have plenty of time to talk about her later. Okay. But I want to talk about her now. It's Angela. That's all I care about. You're a retard. <laughs> Where are these cards? Yeah, Why can I not find them? Bullseye. Yeah, Bullseye and Daredevil just go. came out. We have their cards. I love that they made Daredevil. Oh, we'll, we'll talk about it later. I'm, ex- I'm excited about Daredevil. And Affleck Daredevil? Yep, I'm with you. He's the best. <laughs> ben Affleck Daredevil. Ben, ben Affleck is Affleck. the best comic book character. <laughs> he could play them all. He could play them all. Good. He's good to very good. <laughs> How would you describe your portfolio? I'd say strong to quite strong. <laughs> that's, that's a good description. <laughs> Describe myself with two animals. I'd say unicorn and triceratops. <laughs> Snake, <laughs> a would dragon. That be, wouldn't that be a quad? A lion. Would, would that be a quadriceratops? Yeah, but it would have hooves. <laughs> oh, I think you've just discovered the uh, the, ma- the episode. The main weakness. Yeah, the quadriceratops. <laughs> the main weakness to the triceratops was its soft underfoot. Yeah. <laughs> you give it hooves. Toes. Unstoppable. It's soft. Because everyone knows the most undefeatable part of a horse is the hoof. <laughs> That's actually the, the no. evolutionary dead end of the horse. Those poor animals. So tender. <laughs> oh boy. Unglets are where it's at. Unglets. Unglet. <laughs> Unglet. It's the it's the it's the post horse, like horses were the original like hooved creatures, like that style uh, of hoof. But those hooves were really really bad at the end of uh, the ice age. Terrain changed a whole bunch, and so unglets took over. So those are all the cloven hoofed animals. Like that's why there are so many cloven hoofed animals: antelopes, pigs, deer, all that kind of stuff. They all have two hooves, cows, and it works much better. Yeah, cows. So, so like basically you. bovines. Anything, anything, anything that's not that has, a horse that has hard yeah. feet. Yeah. And ho- that's how, why the, yeah. How did education fail me so hard? <laughs> Apparently, I know. Parker was a th- teacher just laying down the logic. I know. Wait, are you talking about ungulates? Yeah. <laughs> ungulates. Whoa. I've mean. never once said that. <laughs> not one time. Well, ungulates are where it's at. Get you some ungulates. Hashtag, hashtag Unglet. Get you, hashtag Unglet. For, forever. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. All right. Science. Yeah. <laughs> Two toes is science. Just, if this is if this is an example of how this podcast is going to go, I'm going to turn you guys way down. <laughs> it's trouble. Turn, it's difficult. It's just, it was like, it was just Brandon talking to two people that, are, that you can't hear. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys are so loud that it's like cracking. Like oh, so, no. I'm gonna. Well, see. since we're using my audio, my audio looks beautiful right now. So okay, I guess there's something there. Yeah. All right, <clears throat> Ungulates. Ungulates. <laughs> I'm glad Jeremy learned something today. God damn! Every day I learn something new, particularly oven based. <laughs> <laughs> 
So did you guys do, you did your intro kind of for episode zero, yes? What do you mean? Like, what? what's your plan here? Like, are you guys doing your actual intro or like, are you guys, what are you doing? Or, we got all the like background stuff out of the way for the most part. Um, yeah. But you mean like specifically for today's intro or just our intro in general? Just today and in general, like how are you going to start this and like, what are you? So I'm going to splice in the music and the, uh, the title and everything. So we're just going to start yeah. with introducing ourselves. Okay. And because we can't see each other, you guys are going to like, are you going to say like names? To, like, yeah. So, up? so, we, so yeah. when anytime I don't specify that I'm, if I ask either of you guys anything or lead into multiple people doing something, Parker goes first, unless yeah. I say specifically, Jeremy, you go first. That's fine. Good. Yeah. There's a plan. That's yeah, all I'm exactly. asking. Yeah. So it's it's <laughs> the order of priority is always me, Parker, Jeremy, unless a precedent is set in another way. Sounds good. Yeah. I like it. That's all I needed. Yeah. You I didn't want like, to just start uh, talking. Chet show. No. <laughs> so, yeah, if I'm like, what do you guys think? I'm expecting Parker to go first and I'll try and change it up by saying, Jeremy, what do you think? And then like, I'll move it around as best I can. But I'll more than likely forget a lot. And Parker will go first all the time. That's fine. Okay. Deal. Well, I gotta refill my Yahtzee shaker. All right, I'm gonna go to the bathroom real quick. I'll be what? right back. What? You said you didn't have to go. <laughs> Listen to me. <laughs> this ungulate talk got me all wired up. It got you all frothy. <laughs> <laughs> you can't handle it. How many hooves there are? Can't handle the hooves. <laughs> you can't handle the hooves. There's a, there's a, isn't there like a hockey team called the Hooves? No, the Stags or something like that. Uh, the Bucks? Oh, yeah, that's the NBA team, right? No, it's a hockey team. It's a hockey team? Yeah, they play in uh, Winchester. Shirley, can't handle the hooves, is Don't a call me Shirley. motto somewhere. I will come through this monitor and leap through your chest. <laughs> Speaking of leaping through your chest, did you, did you see the guy who made a, uh, a leather uh, mask, a face mask for COVID-19 that's a face hugger? It looks like it's wrapped around his neck. No, I didn't. I did see the local Texan citizen willing to make hundreds of masks for other people. Mm. And it's Leatherface. <laughs> did I miss a Leatherface conversation? You did. Well, Fuck. it led there. We started off with face huggers. Oh, both. That's also good. <laughs> Damn it. You missed it all. <clears throat> I did. The best part. Do you know how long I have to prepare to not say L2 War Game at the start of the podcast? You have to brace yourself entirely? It's like answering the phone when you like you used to answer the phone as work. You're like, hello, thank you for calling the Geekery or thank you for calling like US Bank or whatever. Like yeah. I've answered the phone 8,000 times as US Bank. Like I've answered the phone several thousand times as the Geekery. Like, like it all just intermixes. And so you're just like, you just go on autopilot when you answer the phone, except normal people say hello. <laughs> and like you're like, you go into like a full sentence. Oh, yeah. Thank you for calling Style 7 Pizza. This is Deliver Your Carry Out. Mm -hmm. No, 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 no. I need Deliver Your Carry Out. I don't know your phone number first. Deliver yeah. Your Carry Out. <laughs> yeah. Ben, who, who, who leads with phone number? That's weird. Uh, my, intro, my intro for U.S. Bank is, hello, thank you for calling U.S. Bank. My name is Brandon. Can I have your social security number, please? <laughs> <laughs> and it sounds ridiculous. <laughs> but that is crazy. They've already been fully verified by the computer system because you've answered all your information already. So all I need is this, the social security number to verify them as the correct person. 
And so once I have that, I give them full access to their account. And there's nothing else they can give me that would give them full access to their account. And so they either give me that or answer a general question and they hang up. <laughs> like, that's the two options we have. Because <laughs> I can't give you any information about your account unless you prove who you are. <laughs> Social security number, uh, a current picture. But yeah, it's quite abrupt if you're not <laughs> expecting it. But I, to talk to me at US Bank, there's only a very specific like selection of numbers you would have pressed. So, yeah. But yeah, that was fun. Okay, so uh, we are going to do intro, um, then we'll talk about news. And when we, when I say news, you guys have to chant news and bang on your table like this. News, 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 news. news yeah, news. you have to do the Mac news chant. Or what about? Am I saying news or news? News. Okay, I'll, I'll say news. Okay, yeah, news, right. news. We'll rotate news. who says news. <laughs> <laughs> New, new, new. <laughs> That's not new. <laughs> news. All right. So news we have today is uh, spoilers came out for the two characters and upcoming releases. I'm I've been trying to find out. That's what I've been looking up. I need to find what's next month. Next month is the October. I'm trying to find Asmodee's release schedule for October. I really wanted to learn this, but I fucking forgot apparently. Daredevil, construction site, Punisher, She-Hulk, Wolverine, Sabretooth. What day? What day? No days. It just Wolverine, Sabretooth are November. So before that is She-Hulk, Punisher. Where are you getting this? Normally uh, the... Uh, board Game Geek. Okay. And it's got the CP29, CP30. Like, it seems legit. So you've got 10-9, 10-9, 10-9. So it's, Daredevil is 10-9. Yeah, it's October 9. Yeah, that's what I thought it was. Yeah. I just didn't want to say it. Is uh you said She Hulk is on there? Uh-huh. Ten nine? Uh no. It she is to be TBA. Okay. Doesn't say. So it's Daredevil and Bullseye, Kingpin, uh-huh. and what's the other one? Isn't there another box? Yeah, Punisher. Taskmaster. Punisher and Taskmaster, and then the construction site, and they're all coming out on the ninth. Okay. Yup. Cool. Alright. I think I'm ready to go. Are you guys ready to go? Uh yeah. I'm I'm the tail end, man. Parker, yeah, I'm going to need you to take that glass ice and slide it way away from you. All the ice is melted. Mm. <laughs> I bet you're the saddest boy. Uh, I'm not drinking it anymore. Mm. I politely refuse. <laughs> you you are my enemy. Get it out. The of absence of ice. Yeah. Okay. That's it. 